participate. I'd say we just roll that right into the D-Day part of it and just talk Probably about it. Probably at the end of it, I imagine. Yeah, either at the beginning with the scenarios or like wrap it into the scenario section since it's going to be scenario-driven or at the end. Either way, I don't care. All right. Wherever it's natural. All right. You ready to roll? Yeah. Hang yeah. on. Yep, go ahead. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. All right, welcome to another episode of Snafu. I'm your host, Rick. Uh, with me tonight is Pat. Say hi, Pat. Hey, how's it going? Dale? I'm here. You're present? All right. And then there's Jeff. Howdy. This is a special episode. I, I mean, this is I think this is as big as it gets as far as bolt action goes, right, guys? Yep. Yep. This is the big deal. This is the this is the D-Day of bolt action podcasting. Oh, I yeah. Get, uh, yeah. Day-Day. Day-Day? Is that what it is? Yep. Except we're recording at night, and it's not quite D-Day yet. But hopefully this will be up before then. Is Day Day an offshoot, the cousin of Nene? Uh, could be, sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, is, is is a lot of people have been waiting for this book, right? Or is right? I think so. I feel like this is a big yeah. book for everyone. Everyone's excited about this book. I think so. Yeah. If you it's, aren't aware of what we're talking about, we're talking which about book the is new D Day Overlord. Is that what it's called? Overlord. Operation Overlord. Yep. Operation Overlord. So we have we have. We'll get to cover all of that stuff, right? Pretty sweet. Maybe. It is. I think it's pretty sweet. It's pretty awesome. So far, I'm excited about it. I think uh, this is the big This is the big thing. For, well, for, for America, uh, we, we there had been some operations previous, but this is kind of like the first big, like, America kind of thing. So I know we like to take credit for a lot of stuff. We never did, but we actually participated in this one. So. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> in a fairly large and significant way. But yeah, so we've got that. We have some well, a new FAQ dropped, <clears throat> and we have some yeah, other cool stuff fun. to talk about. Yeah, that usually usually leads to some shenanigans in some way. A little bit of br- blood pressure, you know. People get excited about stuff. Yeah, a little changes, blood pumping. Changes fun, or or maddening to some, depending. Yeah, it goes both ways, right? Some people laugh and some people cry, so it's usually the way change works. It, it all comes down to how how well you you handle the what the fuck moments. So, <laughs> you got a point. Got a, it, it is true. Like you you find out what kind of people or what kind of things people are when they are faced with these kinds of changes. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and you're just sitting there. You're the chaos in the room because you're just laughing at everyone, aren't you? Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit sometimes. That's kind of a some people like to watch the world burn, and I'm not really quite like that. But it is kind of fun to watch people get excited about stuff so right yeah fair <laughs> okay i can understand that I'm, I'm with you a little bit oh yeah um and then we have some other housekeeping business <clears throat> excuse me but let's start with uh updates dale i i've seen some pictures i want to know more about what you're working on right now well i'm working on terrain wise or just in general well hobby wise of course we're not talking about other things in our lives people 
Yeah, from a hobby standpoint, because that's all that matters. I'm just working on some terrain, and that's all I can really say officially. So, oh, we're keeping it totally under wraps. It looks pretty cool. What I've seen. Thanks. Yeah. What I'm I've excited. seen so far is amazing. It's gonna it's gonna put any hobby railroad guy to shame. No, I I hope I hope it inspires people. It will so. definitely inspire, no doubt. Good. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's fun. The whole process is it's like, well, can is this possible? And you guys have been super helpful in that regard because I'm like, what what do you think? What's this? How's that? And so um, it's already shifted from my initial vision because some things just weren't going to work. But I think, yeah, I think it'll be cool. It, I'm excited. So far, so good. You're yeah. you're upping the game. You're going to make one one beautiful table. I hope so. That's the plan. at least one. Okay. Uh, so I know that and then the that beautiful table can have several so, tables. Jeff, are you right? working on anything? Yeah, not as quite as beautiful tables, but you guys got plenty. <laughs> you guys both have plenty of those already, so that's covered. We do. But you guys are going to a tournament in the near future, so you guys are probably working on some of that stuff. I would assume, Jeff. So you're you're are you still working on anything? Or are you done with your stuff for I'm ne- Bug Eater? I'm never done. I'm never done. Well, for Bug Eater, I've got. Uh, I had to submit my list yesterday officially, so oh, I that's have right. to paint a couple things. Um, mostly vehicles, and those paint very quickly. So uh, I'm not too end, worried about that. Did you end up with the list that I saw on Thursday night? Uh, I think so. If you saw the list I brought in this Thursday, then yeah, yeah that's what to, I'm bringing. to show Dave, that is what you yep. ended up with. That's okay. what I'm going to end up bringing, yeah. Okay. I hemmed and hawed quite a bit, and in the end I decided I should go with what I thought would be best. And fun. And fun. And well, best. since lists have been submitted, can do you feel comfortable talking about it? or do you Sure, yeah. I mean, there's... there's, there's <laughs> I don't. I mean, I would gladly give everybody my list a, a year ahead of time because you know what are they going to do about it? Nothing. That's what <laughs> they're <laughs> they're going to make a list to beat yours and then lose to everyone else. You right. can't do nothing about and it, and then not play you. And then not, yeah, and then not play you. That's how it goes. So uh, no, it's uh, it's pretty standard affair for me. Uh, the first, it's two platoons since we could do two platoons. Uh, right, it's a thousand points. So the Bro- first one, I I Bro- took my. <laughs> my, can't quit uh, you. Whew, can't quit you. My forty-two Dax selector. Since uh, Pat and I had painted up a ton of guys for Adepticon, I figured you know if I'm going to paint these guys, I better use them for at least you know more than one tournament anyway. Yeah, seems so cool sense. too. Ah. Yeah, I really like the models, so I'm bringing a full complement of them. So that's six squads of eight bros. <laughs> Jesus. Is eight the maximum size of those that is squads? The maximum size, or how many? Right. How many? Yeah, how many? And they're all regular. They're all regular. How many free shots a turn is that? Well, each squad has one free LMG in it, so uh, five times six thirty. <laughs> okay. It's about one hundred twenty free points of machine guns. Yeah, one hundred twenty points of free <laughs> shit. That's amazing. Do you get the British special rule? In a thousand no, point no, list, because no, these are German. So German, no, German oh, for right. starters. So yeah, wrong side. He, they are both sides, right? Deck. Yeah. Not yeah. Desert Rat stack. Yeah, yeah. They are buzzsaw, though. So I've got those. I've got a second lieutenant because... Uh, why wouldn't you? Why w- well, because it's a good choice for this list in particular. Uh, to have I'd, a second or to have a first? Well, if I was playing any other nation, it'd be a first. But since the Germans get the extra die anyway... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you might as well a second lieutenant take... covers the ground just fine. Yeah, typically. You know, so... Get a little discount on your lieutenants. Kind of, yeah. Basically, you get a little free side action with your lieutenants. Yeah. So, totally. lieutenant, and then I brought up Panzer IV along because, well, partially because I never get to play tanks, and so I figured <laughs> it'd be fun to bring one and see what I could do with it, and partially because that new fact drop that we're going to talk about. Big and made buff them, to Tiger Fear. 
even better. Oh, yep. so much better. But you bought you brought like a Panzer four D. Panzer four G. Oh, the first one to get Tiger Fear. Yeah, the Golf. The, the, uh, <laughs> it's the version of the F2 Special, so it's got a yes. heavy gun on it. And the question I have for you, and I know I've, I already know this, but we're going to ask this for the, the listeners anyway. Sure. Is Scherzen or no Scherzen? Uh, shirts so, off or shirts on? So here's the thing. Thematically, this army is supposed to represent, like, Tunisia 1943, so, like, the end of it, right? Sure. And Scherzen don't really start getting used till after this, but... Um, Personally, I think the thing that makes a Panzer IV look like a Tiger is the Scherzen. So sure. I paid for the Scherzen. Totally agree. I will put them on the tank. Uh, and that's going to be the only thing that's a little anachronistic about it is because I just don't I don't remember the Scherzen being used in North Africa. Okay. But yeah. I felt like you kind of have to to justify the Tiger fear. It, I wholeheartedly agree. And I like it almost would be... Dave and I were talking about this after we saw your list and we were talking like, what if... The Panzer IV required you to buy the Scherzen to even get Tiger Fear. I'd it's be like fine it's, with that. It's a it ten should. point tax. It's not it that should. much, right? Because it, it, like when you look at them side by side without the Scherzen, they don't look quite the same. They, they don't. Like, no. To, to, at first glance, they don't even look the same. You wouldn't be. It wouldn't seem as scary until you're like, and you look at them with the Scherzen, you're like, oh sh- yeah, that looks yeah. totally like a tiger. Like yes. if you were not paying attention, it, it, that yeah. looks like a tiger. But right, I, the, the profile is very similar. Smaller, yep. but almost identical. Yeah, everything everything starts to look almost the same. So right, yeah, I I, I, I completely agree with that. I think the Scherzen are what make the look. Yeah, good good on you to at least make it somewhat reasonable. Right, and so, so what's the second platoon? And <laughs> the second platoon is my armored platoon. So for those of you, for those of you that follow the Bolt Action <laughs> Facebook group, you know I had poked a hornet's nest by asking a question that many people have asked about it. The uh, the uh, reconnaissance platoon in the DAC book with the Kubo wagons, and the official ruling came down that it's all one order dice for uh, yeah. three to five Kubo wagons. They move together. There's all these extra fucking rules with it, and I was like, you know what? No, I want to play this how I want to play this. So I took an armored platoon of three Kubo wagons. Yep. Uh, and then because uh, again, because partially because of the fact, partially because they're just so damn good, uh, I'm bringing a an extra truck to tow uh, a Nebelwerfer. <laughs> now, okay. Nebelwerfers were absolutely used in North Africa. The fact that they're not in the selector for specifically for the 42 DAC, I think is a terrible <laughs> oversight by whoever made those army lists because Nebelwerfers were used everywhere. I mean, there's pictures sure. of them all over North Africa. So I have no yeah, idea why they were not included. Yeah, points. Everybody's going to have one. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, they're they're in the north. I mean, they're not a historical at all. So I don't understand no. why they're not in the list. Well, and we'll get into why that is in the fact in a minute here. So yeah. we'll get we'll get to that. Right, we'll get to that in a little bit. But anyway, so uh, it's a good list. It's a little light on anti tank, I think, because it's only really got that Panzer IV. Do you all, none of your units can have Panzer Fausts? No, it's too early for that. Not in forty two. It is yeah. too early for Panzer Fausts. Panzer <laughs> uh, Panzer Fausts start making their appearance really. Uh, in earnest in the defense of Italy in 43 and 44, right? right? Yeah, so you're not going to really see him in North Africa. Now, there are people that have taken American... I mean, the Germans captured tons of American bazookas and used them, but okay. I just wanted to stay slightly... I wanted to stay closer to the theme on that, so I didn't include a Panzer Shrek team, which right. I could have, but I didn't. Yeah, okay, so I've, yeah, I can so see you just take... Theme adjacent. I'm I'm as close to theme as I can get with what I've been given. Right. 
Everything okay. in my list appeared in North Africa. How about I go that route? Except possibly the Schurz and on the Panzer IV. Well, that's good. Panzer IV itself, with the gun it has, was there, though. And the Bug okay. Eater does have a, a little bit of theme scoring as yeah. part of it. So Yes. Right. But now you've yep. tipped your hat on the theme, he's going to ding you down because you put Schurz on your Tiger Fear. You know, if that's what gets me dinged, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you only brought one Nebelware for this year, so you're probably going to be better than you were last year. Oh, people year. will still bitch about it, so whatever. Of course. One, it'll ten, roll sixes. doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you, there's likely that someone else will be have too more busy. than one, so you won't be oh. that guy. Right. There's going to be chaffy platoons all over the freaking place. So, yeah. There's going to be platoons everything all over the place. So what do you have left to paint? Okay. Um, the Kubel wagons and the Panzer IV. Okay. So your your Kubels have MMGs on top of them, right? Yeah, each Kubel has an MM, a Pintel MMG. Yeah. They're soft yeah. skin. They have recce. You know. Solid, and they're like thirty. And they're, and they're thirty six points. points because Super MMG cheap. teams, infantry teams, are stupid overcosted. Yeah, or a vehicle MMGs are stupid undercosted. One or the other. Yeah, I like the motorcycle one too, but like the Kubel oh, yeah. wagon is Kubel wagon's a little cheaper, isn't it? Uh, yeah, four points. Four points cheaper. Okay. The um the bolt action Facebook. Facebook group has been talking about MMGs and HMGs and maybe they're tossing ideas on giving them a little bit of help and I know that Alessio kind of peruses that and who knows maybe we'll see a a change in those in the next edition I was going to say I feel like some of our we've made some suggestions yeah and that actually made it into that conversation yep and we're now but I mean you know we've now circled life we talk about it so yeah. Well, no, we got to talk point. to there's Paul a, Walker about it too. Disparity and problem in there. Yeah. There you go. We did. We did. And I think we made some good suggestions. So. Nice. Anything's better than what they are. Any, like, give them any kind of bump, and it's going to help them. They're point sync yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 They're points. They're points, and they're not like there's there's almost always and a they sink than those points. And they yeah. usually sink. You're right. It's a point stink. Yeah. Yes. Point stink. All right. Like well, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, you see, I'll, I'll put it this way: as I was trying to, I was trying to explain this uh, to my wife of all people when we were flying about what the suggestions we made were, and it's like, in the game, would you rather have five more guys or an MMG? And in the game, you're always going to pick five extra guys, right? I agree. Yeah, why would you it's not? It's just so much more useful. But in real life, if you offer me the choice between five extra soldiers or that MMG team, I will take that MMG team. Well, yeah. All day, good, every day. A good position MMG will tie down a whole platoon sometimes. Exactly, so, exactly. Right. Or more. Yeah. I mean, the utility of that is it's just not reflected in the game. Sure. It's usually I mean, like just in, something that in dies. In D-Day, those MMG nests were murder. Murdering. So, yeah. yeah, murdering guys. So, you wow. know, that's, they just, they need some help. Way to spoil the book for me, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> well, at <laughs> least that tangent was bolt action like, related. Really spo- <laughs> right. <laughs> it it exactly. is. All right. Exactly. So Pat, what are you are you do you have anything left for Bug Eater or are you guys you set too? Uh I am very close. I've okay. got some weathering to do on the tanks. I've got some finishing on the bases, and then go back with the last of the detail and then wrap up my display board. So I'm about ninety to ninety five percent complete. Because you're bringing Hungarians, right? For some reason, I am. Bag. And someone asked me why I was, and I, I'm still not sure. Because they're a new came out in a new book? It got to be. They're not on uh, Easy Army yet. You've mastered, you right. mastered 30 Core. So it's time to challenge yourself. <laughs> time, to time, to, time to challenge. This this will be yeah. a challenge. Uh, it's 
<laughs> it's it's a very uh, there's not a lot of uh, what do I how do I want to say it? there's not a lot of uh, forgiveness in the list. If I make some mistakes early, it, there's probably not a lot of recovering. I do like some of the things your list offers, though. It's got some gimmicky stuff. Or no, I, won't, I won't call it gimmicky. Uh, there's some tools in the toolbox. There's there are definitely some tools in the uh, toolbox. That's a good way did, of putting it. Did yeah. you see that the final version that was in there? No, it changed. You broke it. Why did you? Why so, did you change it? Uh, I, it I dropped the LMGs out of the Hanvet squads. Okay, we talked about that. And I I put. Yep, I put the LM, one of the LMGs in the rifle squad for the border, so that so the border guard they they get to deploy after advanced deployers in their own deployment zone. So there you go, I can have an LMG wherever I want to, or they don't yep. suffer the minus one for outflanking, and they also treat woods as open ground. So I also awesome. I have one unit that has three SMGs, and I also put a flamethrower in that SMG unit, you know, should be an outflanking unit. Ooh. I, oh, I didn't realize it could have flamethrowers. That's too. awesome. Okay, I like both those units. Yeah, I I like I like those the ability to deploy stuff after advanced deploy after everything is basically deployed, essentially. Right, you're basically right. going to get to react to whatever they have going. So, and you can create a whole new front. Yep. Well, not front, but you can you can really shift the balance of force dramatically in an unexpected way, which is which yeah. can be a lot of fun. Which is amazing. I think it's pretty and hopefully I can hopefully I can pull it towards where I decide my outflankers are going to go. Right, you would think. Well, you're not going to really be able to. Well, you'll be able to pull the battle line that way, but obviously they're not going to be able to deploy anything that way. I guess reserves would potential. It's right. A little cat and mouse so, game available yeah. if you play it that way. That's pretty cool. I, so I did hoping. like we'll that see. part. <laughs> I cool. love it. Man. Wish I had a little more practice, but. I, I too also did the Panzer IV G with the with the shootings and skirts because yeah as we said that that's kind of what makes it Tiger Fear. You? That's your is that your is that your ally or your access support unit? That is my right. access support. And before anyone questions it, yes, that the Germans do get their special role Tiger Fear from access support. I, oh, I, I know that I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna. Question I know because the Hungarian army the Hungarian army has a Panzer IV G that does not have Tiger Fear, but then again, right. it's not painted like a German tank. Right. It's, mm-hmm. right. There's a lot of things that indicate that it's not a Tiger. Fair enough. Sure. Uh, cool. So, right, so it is your ally, your access support unit. Not You're not taking, yes. it, in the, not taking it from the actual Hungarian list. No, uh, in the in the selector, in the uh, armor car, or the, not the armor car, but the uh, tank selector, I'm taking the Zarini 2 with the heat trace ammo, because that's awesome. I love it. Sounds fun. It's a cool name. Medium howitzer and uh, and uh, anti-tank. Heavy anti-tank. No, it's nice. plus 5. This is regular anti-tank, right? Wait, so it's got a medium howitzer and a plus 5? Medium. There we go. Yeah. It's got a medium, medium howitzer or a medium anti-tank gun. Oh, it's one or, or the it's other. One right? or the other. Okay. Depends what ammo you load. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. That, it's the, oh, the Heat 1942 yeah. ammo. I'm starting to remember the episode we had where we talked about this thing, right? Yes. Okay. Wasn't it the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, Pat favors those dual dual role. Hey, man, utility is so. awesome. Though. I do yeah. like utility, and you're not really paying much it for is. it. It is. It's huge. I honestly it's don't think points. you're paying anything for it. Ten, oh, you're paying. Well, that's, that's nothing, though, when you like. 10 point upgrade. Well, the British 25 pounder. 
British 25 pounder, which is light howitzer, is 55 points, where everyone else's light howitzer is 50, but they have the versatile ammo too, or they have the right. plus four tank, mm-hmm. or they or the light howitzer. So, yeah, versatility is is absolutely huge. Yep. Yeah, that's to me. That's oh, and I do have a I do have the uh, Hungarian version of the Nebelwurz or the Shanzavetta <laughs> Soravetta, whatever it is. Because who isn't going to have and a multi launcher? So the fact was really good to you. <laughs> Both of you. The, the list was done before the fact ever came up. So, yep. so who had? So let's let's go let's go through the list here really quick. Americans have the land mattress. Technically, no. do they ever use it? Yep. I thought that was a British. I thought that was a British thing, but they have it. Nope. Do the Brits have the land mattress? Nope. Okay, so they don't have a they multi launcher do at all. They don't have Soviets, a multi launcher. Soviets have multi launchers. They've got the Kreiser or something with all the K's and the Y's. Katusha, Katusha. Katusha, there we go. Katusha. And then Germans have one. And then all the other Axis units that can do it. I'm just just going through who can get multi-launcher versus not get multi-launcher. Because I have a feeling this year might be the year of Bug Eater. The year of the (laughs) multi-launcher. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever you want to. It's like the Chinese New Year is the year of the multi-launcher this year. I mean, I did bring four last time. You think they were going to get rid of them, they would have done it then. Right, I'm just saying is I think everyone's going to start seeing the light and maybe be bringing multi-launchers because they're yeah. pretty damn good, especially with the FAQ, which we'll get they're to in a second. They're stupid good. Okay, is there anything else you're working they, on, Pat, or is that pretty much right. it? I'm going to finally, now that I have this whole Army of Hungry thing off of my desk, I'm going to go to put in together my 3D printer. Woo! Because you got a new That's one. Awesome. I got a new one a while back, and it's just been sitting laid out. Well, now, I have. I, so I have the... My board downstairs that I do all my train layouts and my t- set up my tables with. And right now, my 3D printer is covering all of that. So in order for me to start putting boards together, I need to get the 3D printer set together. So Okay. That's, that's you the next step. And you end up with an Ender 3? Uh, Creality Ender 3, yes. Yep. Okay. Fun. All right. Awesome. Okay. And, yeah, you're just going to have a good time again like you were before. Yep, I had a blast last summer. That was awesome. <laughs> so many ideas for Snafu. So many little trinkets to print out. Just, I got to do just, it. Just sitting there sniffing, <laughs> melting plastic. I keep that. I keep long. that door closed so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, look no, at I'm it. Joking. But, I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. Yeah. <laughs> use the resin. No. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use the resin if you're not going to have that thing vented. Yeah. To please don't. Or be at an industrial site. Sure, you can vent it in your neighbor's yard. It doesn't matter. Just get it out of your house. <laughs> I'm joking. Be- please don't do that, people. Be, <laughs> be responsible with your 3D printer if you're using one. All right. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't have. Any, I, I should say. I guess I do have some hobby updates. Uh, been working on Romanians. Nice. They're a pain in the butt. Uh, I'm shaving the heads off all these dudes to put Romanian helmets on top of them. What a fun oh, job man. that is. It's actually, it, but so it's, I've, I've got it down now where I basically, I'll, you know, I'll take the heads off the sprues. I'll put a pin in the bottom of them. Uh, so I have like a handle to hold on to them because, God, those heads are tiny. Otherwise, I don't know how the hell anyone would hold on to them. And then I'll like sit there and use an X-Acto knife and shave Joking off their helmet. somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, so there's, there you just a lot have a bunch of helmets. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, so I got I, so there's a somebody on Shapeways made Romanian helmets that have the oh, the, okay. the shape of a Romanian helmet, which is they're fairly unique. 
and they have like a, an emblem on the front of them. So they actually do look significantly different than like a German helmet. So I enough so that I went out and bought these off of Shapeways in resin print, and they're like they're beautiful. They're like the quality's great. It's like any other sprue of uh, plastic stuff, but yeah, they they are hollow in the middle, and they expect you just to stick them on some dude's head. Oof. So yeah, it's pretty brutal in that sense. But it's it's not that bad. I'm getting it down pretty quick where I can like. I can get, you know, five or six of them done in, you know, like a 10, 15-minute chunk. Don't have to you just got to worry about... You just got to do, like, 30 guys, too, right? Uh, no, 80. Christ. <laughs> 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 some of... Some, I am intermingling right. some Soviet... Yeah, I'm, I'm intermingling some Soviets in there, and I am intermingling some uh, of their, their hats... So they have some of those, you know, fur hats that they would wear because it's. I'm wearing, Maybe I'm just do the helmets. NCOs. I dude, I'm already doing too many, and I already bought the helmets. I'm using the fucking helmets, like the helmets make a. It, All right. They're wearing enough of the, like their uniforms are, so I'm using the German infantry sprue. So there's some German element, and then I'm using some of the Soviet elements. I'm kind of intermingling the ones. So like the only thing they feel like really ties it to Romania is the helmets. So I kind of feel like I need to have a fair number of them. Each unit will have six or seven. So uh, the list does not, does I repeat, does not have a multi-launcher in it. Why not? Well, then it'll never make it to Bug Eater. Because that theater selector did not have one for one. And two, I've I got 80 guys. You don't have access support? No, because it's a, it's a Soviet list. It's the one out of the last book. The Budapest book actually is, they replaced all the Romanian rules with... Yep. Yep. So they replaced all of their special rules, their national rules, with different national rules. And the one that I, the one that I'm using is the Stalin's cannon fodder. So I've got <laughs> ADF and guys. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, I buy six units and you, I get two free. Sure, I'll take that all day long. Um, that's going to be pretty gross. And this guy got other elements in there that'll be fun, but no multi launchers because that's just out of out of flavor apparently. You got a tank. Uh, do eight Panzerfaust count? No, but they're no. not killing a tank. <laughs> no, it's not even um, close. Uh, I do have one, but it's not anything super spectacular. It's an open-topped... Uh, what the hell is it? That's not a tank. SU-76? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's not. I don't remember what it is now. I, I don't have an actual tank. I have a... I think, yeah, I can't remember what it is now. The list I have has something in it. But it's... Yeah, 160 point, you know, cheap tank, but it's got a big gun on it. Well, that's it's very a tank Russian. hunter. <laughs> it's it's yes, most likely a tank hunter, but I'm trying to remember what it was. Can't remember what it was now. I'd have to go get the book, and it's all the way upstairs, so I'm not going to get that right now. Well, that'd just be silly, <laughs> right? Considering we have another book right in front of us, mm-hmm. we have multiple new documents multiple in front of us. Books. Yeah, so books having books having books. Right. It's all of a sudden we've gotten all sorts of stuff to read. It stopped my other reading from happening, so uh, we, it, which is a good thing. I can't complain about this. this is great. Let's let's get new facts every week because everyone seems to be upset about them. I love it. Yeah. So let's let's dive in. I don't have any more hobby updates. So let's start, let's go into the fact, fact and errata. Um, fact errata. Should we start with the big one? Which is the big one? The the big fu to theater books. <laughs> Oh, I love that one myself. That that one is my favorite of all of them. Just, like, ignore all theater books. They are broken. You're not going to get them to balance. 
essentially what it said, right? Isn't that what it kind of said? Basically, they're not going to try to balance them. Right. They basically said, don't don't try to make these work if you're really into balance, fair and balanced. Uh, I'm surprised, Jeff, you looked up from your all of your free LMGs long enough to see that part. <laughs> 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 just it, it just got removed from his brain. Shit. Yep. Hey, man, I had to take six squads before I got the same points value out of free artillery observer the British get every game. So, you know. Yeah, but you still don't get an order dice. Still Fair. don't get an order dice. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, all I right. mean, if, it, it makes sense, though. You know, the theater selectors are all about kind of historically what was available. And, you know, if a tournament lets it lets it go you know let the freak flag fly then great if not then we've got a reinforced platoon so yep i agree sure as long as they're better about saying what units are balanced to be in reinforced platoons and well, what should stay in those selectors that's I'm fine a fair point it. sure i feel like the newer the more recent theater books have been doing that where it says i agree these units are you know these or units just Budapest are is, yeah well they, i they mean the, sh- the shoots the shoots and squads are not generic reinforced platoons Correct. Right. Right. They Which I'm, good, I'm I'm happy with. Right. I mean... Which I means, Jeff, you can't play them in Operation Snafu. Correct. Right. We'll get into that one in a little bit, too. But I think I'm glad that they made that distinction. Now, that being said, I think a free LMG in your infantry squads is a way better army rule than... Than an extra shot. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. If Hitler's buzzsaw was every infantry unit just gets an LMG... For free? Totally for way better. That'd be great. Seriously, you guys don't want to go through these in order? Come on, you're killing me. <laughs> I wanted to jump to that one first. But anyway, all right, so let's go through. Let's <laughs> well, that was my big one. That's the one I thought was funny. I thought it was good. There's other ones in here. Let's go Let's go to the Let's go to the green things in this this here FAQ green, that dropped green things. in weird places at first. I was super confused when it first came out because it got posted to some other random site. And I think you and I, Pat, were both texting going, like, where the hell is this coming from? Like we didn't expect it right. from the source that it came through, and then like and then the following morning it was in my inbox. Yeah. Yep. Which I just thought was very bizarre. I think it got posted there because they were there's a tournament site and they're gearing up for a tournament and they happened to just were able to get it early and people caught on to it. And they're eight yeah. hours ahead of us. Right. I don't know. So it's time right. traveled and Six, got it. I don't I know. I think they know yeah. someone that got something for them, knowing that it was coming anytime soon. So God, anyway, man, see, it's it's always who you know. It right. is all about who you know in the world. It helps. Yeah. All right, we'll so let's go through this. First, first green thing, recruiting guns. Uh, this one was interesting to me because I didn't know you could recruit a gun that already had crew available. Well, so if you're down to one guy and you're suffering that minus one, and you can I bring some yeah. guys from your full squad, you can bring them over, so you're not taking that, pi- that minus one. Right, yep. so you're sending the one dude over so they're both at two guys so they're not taking the minus ones. Right. Yeah. Or if you got your eighty-eight, you got a couple of guys to spare, right? Just a couple, <laughs> just a few. Hey, <laughs> it's like seven like, bros. Hey, so you like see me? It's just, I'm out. loading it and pulling the handle. Can can one of you nineteen people come over here and give me a hand? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a union gig for that one, you right? Know, you're like, hey, the hey, the beeline. Can you guys go over and crew that other gun over there? Would you mind? Uh, We'd like yeah. them both to fire if we could. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's so interesting. I, so they join and they become this the crew the whatever you paid for the whatever whatever was there before. So if you had right. if you had a veteran eighty eight send someone over to uh, a regular light artillery if you're 
whatever you're playing Duel Platoons or something, then they would become regular. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if that if there was no one there and that gun was abandoned, then they would keep whatever special rules they had. Sure. Right. So. Okay. And that's new. That's that's new that they put that in there. That wasn't there before. Yeah, I don't think they'd ever them. actually answered the morale question about that. If you're recruiting guns, it's I don't I've never seen it done. I don't know how often it comes up because if you don't recruit the turn they die, they the the thing is gone, right? By the end of the turn, yeah. Yeah, like it just disappears at the end of the turn, so it doesn't actually change it. Right, exactly. It's just a... Well, you're supposed to keep the dice... You're supposed to put the dice next to the abandoned artillery piece until the end of the turn, then when you pick it up, if it hasn't been recruited, then it's lost. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so the remove... So next is the reverse move paragraph. They've I'm so it. glad they finally printed this. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, they needed to do this. It's probably for the better that they just did this. The number so, of people I wanted to punch in the throat is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've talked about, I've had a game a game or two where I'm like, I don't, don't think you can reverse like that. But then they do it anyway, and you're like, fine. Okay, well, you got your three I've, turns. I actually saw somebody down. reverse, pivot, and then go forward. Oh, yes. yeah. The, uh, the, the Austin Powers turn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the dude on the bridge at the hey. at our tournament. We've all we've all seen Fast and Furious. We know how those cars can go really fast backwards, and then they spin the wheel, hit the brakes, and it spins around, and they shoot off. I mean, right? There's they don't lose on. their transmission or anything, right? Yeah, uh, totally. Because because the totally. gearing was the same on a mid forties tank. Right. Well, yeah. we, We've always said the bolt action was more of a cinematic game than an actual <laughs> trip in reality game. Yeah. So only well, Japanese tanks can drift turn? What does that look like? <laughs> wow. Japanese can do their Tokyo drift, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Works for me. All right. So everyone else that's not that, uh, they can only move straight backwards without pivot up to half a standard advance, unless it's recce. They cannot mix forward and back. How genius yeah. is that? That's just like this is a no-brainer to me. This is how it should have been interpreted, but everyone was trying to do crazy shit with it. Yeah. So good for them. So now you recce backwards. Thank you so much for printing that. Please, can yes. you can you turn with a recce, or are you still straight back with a recce? Yes, you can turn with a recce. Okay. Uh, only if you have dual direction. No, if you have dual direction, you can make a run. If you're just reccying, you can only make an advance and still make your one turn. Well, in well two reversing. Turns. While, While reversing, reversing, yes. Okay. Dual direction steering just allows you to make that run action in reverse. Right. Is the only addition that that yeah. does. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so that leads us into the next thing because that's what we were just talking about in a way. Uh, the escape reaction, which is allowing. I thought this is interesting because I like I picked this out and I wasn't sure if this was actually something they've ever put down in writing. Maybe the hat pat. Uh, where it tells you when exactly to go down against HE. Like, explicitly tells you where you where in the process you should be deciding to go down. Because right. Reki is a, technically a down order, I think that's right. where the confusion gets brought in. Sure. But, so it allows you to Reki away, but you have to decide. It basically, the, the rule is basically decide to escape or not right before the fire measures the range to the target. Yes. But the piece that I like is the just like a unit deciding to go down when hit by HE. It's almost like a reminder to tell people that's when you're supposed to actually be doing that because I feel like people may be doing that wrong in some circumstances. I, you maybe mean I'm the, totally they wait wrong. Till 
They wait till they wait. see if they're hit, and then they decide to go down. Yeah, I've seen people do that. I've seen I've, I'll, like I've seen people just wonder when they're supposed to do it. I mean, this right. just seems like it's much more clear than I've ever seen it before. But maybe I'm totally off base and haven't read the book in you know six months or longer. I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> I don't know, but straightforward. It, it it seems like they're just putting that when you go down somewhere else. They're they're just sure. saying that the escape reaction doesn't supersede the measuring and finding out how what you, basically tipping the hand to find out what the range is before you decide that no, I got to change that. Right. I'm going to same run away thing now. as if they're right if they're firing their anti tank at the recce and they're waiting to see if they're in medium or short range before they decide. No, you still have to decide when the when the target is declared. Right, regardless of what weapon it is, so mm-hmm. I didn't. That one isn't as exciting to me. Sure. Okay. But, but then again, that's kind of how I thought it was supposed to be anyway. It's nice. Right. To I think that's they just put it in writing. I think it was mostly kind of common sense. That's that's it. That's as it for the main book. The main book, yeah. As far right. as errata. Right. And then all book errata. Nothing new there. Sorry, guys. The steward is still the steward. They didn't change it this time. It's like the first nope. first uh, rata. They didn't change it in. <laughs> it's just the ever changing. <laughs> it's the it's the Ross Perot of uh, of uh, Stuart tanks. It's yeah. this. No, no, no. It's this. It's this. No, no, no. It's this. Uh, it, no, it's this. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I did. Um, yes, you did. But that's okay. We all do. No, I don't. It's your, it was your turn. All right, Army in Germany's around. Nothing there either. Nothing. Uh, nothing there's exciting. one in the Army of the United States, right? Oh yeah, Jeremy's Ooh, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And I don't. I, I'm okay. So there's the first one with the LVT, where they yeah. added an optional downgrade for the HMG to an MMG. Yeah, I would sure. Do it, but you know, five shots yeah. instead of three. Sure. It depends on what you wanted for, but yes, typically I would right. take the MMG over the HMG for and then ten points less. I was sure. I was trying to look at the. I didn't have time to look up what the Zippo tanks said beforehand. But did they they just add two different versions? Is that what they did? Well, it replaces them, right? So it says they yeah. replace them. What was there before? Ooh. Do you seriously make me go out. find the book? No, it's irrelevant now. Who cares? Right. <laughs> it's been... It's been uh, what's, what's the hell is it from Star Wars? What do they call it when it gets retconned? Disintegrated. Yeah, retconned, yeah. It's been disintegrated. Yeah, they, they matrixed that sucker. It never existed. The right, way you remember? They had they had Doctor Strange come in and erase my book, yeah. and now it's got this exactly. in it. It's the new Berenstein Bears. It doesn't exist, man. <laughs> oh, Bernstein Bears. <laughs> man, that threw me through a loop. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember it being that way. If you want to go on a crazy tangent, go go look it up, folks. Go look up Bernstein Bears, whatever the hell it is. Jesus if you're of that age, you're gonna, your mind will be blown. I'm not no, gonna, I'm gonna have to do that, right? Well, here, we'll just do it on the air. Since you're, how do you spell Bernstein Bears? Are, are we talking about the old books with the, 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 Bear, the, the, Papa the two, Bear yep, and the exactly. two Yep, it's Berenstein Bears. B e r e n was how I call it. Okay, I mean, how do you spell that, the whole? How do you spell the whole word? Uh, S t I don't know I e n or. Or E I N? I can never recall. So it's it's spelled B E R E N S T A I N. That is not how I remember it being spelled as a child. I th- I remember the E, but okay. But not the I remember there's being ton, I E. There's at the tons end. of those. What is that? It's called the the what effect? Mandela um, effect. Yeah, Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. Yeah. Because everyone 
Just positive that guy died in like '94. Right, exactly. But Which he like, didn't. Right. But exactly. as crazy as that is, anyway. There's, okay. Super yeah, tangent. There's, there's a bunch of those things that just mess with your mind. Well, I mean, was written in the crazy cursive, and maybe, maybe I, I didn't. No, it's because goddamn Captain I think, America I think there's the changed bar bar. everything. Yeah, somebody actually went back and changed our timeline. That's what it is. Okay. I swear to God. I, I don't know. Anyway, good tangent. All right. Anyway, so back to Zippos, <laughs> Zippos, and crocodiles and bears. Oh my! No one runs them anyway, so let's move on. Flame, flamethrower Zippo is that what I mean? Is that what a flame? Th- yeah. Okay. Right. Yes, Zippos are a flamethrower. Sure. Kind of makes sense. Okay. Is it made by Zippo? Well, no. Zippos are a brand of lighter, though. Obviously. I know. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm joking. Obviously, that came after this. I'm assuming. Maybe not. Easy with assumptions. Know. We're gonna go look that up. Yeah, we're gonna go look that up. Another tangent here. Crocodiles were the popular lighters back then. I think. Okay. Uh, I think, so I think the lighters were before the tanks. That's why they. That's why they're nicknames. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's probably the nickname because they lit them up. A crocodile right? is a crocodile also that, but amphibious. Crocodile is that, but British, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I say the Sherman crocodile is the British variant. Okay, but there you uh, then they obviously let the Americans use them, right? Because there's no difference between. Well, they're expensive. That's the difference. Well, it's in metric. Well, nothing's going to do anything <laughs> to it. <laughs> it's in metric. It's in metric points. Okay, it's that's why it's, it's more in metric points. It's in centimeters. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, how do I get the conversion chart for that? Can I do that on Google? Um, okay, so, yeah, let's move on. There's nothing there to talk about. Army's a great right, So tanks are different. Have fun. Tanks, some, yeah, go go get your crocodile or your zippo from here if you want to. Uh, we have to. Okay, so commando's got to change, Pat. Yeah, well, there's suppo- that, that should have been. I think we we talked about that <laughs> because it doesn't make sense because they already have tough fighter. They're, they're paying three points to get a submachine gun, which gets them another tough fighter. You can't be a tough tough right. fighter. So glad they put that awesome in there. If they were tough tough fighters, tough tough fighter. <laughs> they're like Gurkhas. That would have made them really good. Well, Those are scary fighters. Yeah, let's not do let's not do tough tough fighters on British anymore. Ever, they already got it. Ever, yeah, <laughs> ever. Yeah, this shouldn't exist. You're right. Gurkhas shouldn't exist. That's what I'm going to start a. Well, Gurkhas couldn't exist Tell in it. the real world. <laughs> not like that. Too late. You said it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, they're going to show up in my house. Watch out. <laughs> they already have. Yeah, they're outside. I see someone outside my window. I better I better go hide. I don't you think it'll help. Hide from the Gurkhas yeah, I know. I don't think it'll help. <laughs> I got to do whatever I can, guys. I'm I'm moving to Antarctica. All right, moving on. Army of the Soviet Union. I don't see any green there either. Nothing. Japan. Nothing. Armies of France. Um, Jeff's nothing. favorite. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Wow. Okay. Axis of Italy or armies of Italy. There's one. Axis. I see one. Oh, so this is the big Panzerfaust. Panzer All Panzerfaust are now five points. That's yes. a great change. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. That is all instances. Yes. That so that made my day when I read all. that because that was kind of ridiculous. I, it was. Why it's is it like costing me five points more? Kind of like getting punched in the nuts, man. Right. It still doesn't solve the problem of the Soviets having Panzerfaust in their Stalingrad list, but whatever. That's a different. That's a different group of people. It's a different department you have to complain to to get that I one know, removed. I know. Uh, speaking of removed, the next thing in this one is the removing the Panzer IV H Stug III Panther. <laughs> A or G or the Hetzer from one one page of the book. 
Now, everybody don't get your undies in a bunch. I've been under, I've been told that this is not removing it from the hungry list. It's just from one particular theater selector. From access correct? support. Just from taking that it from access, access support. support. Oh, from is it from a place they didn't exist? Right. Right. Which is fine. Okay. No big deal. You can still get so, right there. You can get these in a different list. You just can't get them in that particular flavor of the hungry list. Yes. Correct. Uh, that's what I was told. I don't. Kind I of. didn't have. Okay. So you can you can't get a you can or cannot get a Panzer IV H in another list. But who cares? You want a Panzer IV G. Anyway. You want a G anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, with Scherzen. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, right. sorry. Yes, but you'll, that's you'll not a big deal. Back, no, to me, that's it, not I a big mean, deal. It was to some people, but it's not a big deal. Well, that's right. okay. They added a Hetzer into their in the regular army list anyway. So, oh, oh, did they? So they got their own version of the Hetzer, but they don't have the yep. access support unit right. anymore. Correct. All right. Uh, oh boy, they got some. They got some questions and answer sections here. Woohoo! All right, this is going to get fun. Uh, in early army books, a, a boffers, 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 guns. Maybe I shouldn't be the one reading this. It's like me reading any book with weird words in it. It's and way I, more fun when you do. Fair. <laughs> and other similar guns don't have the platform mounted description. No shit, they didn't have platforms back then. Even if uh, the model are very obviously, but did they have platforms early on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Especially uh, for boffers. Are very obviously platform mounted for for sound historical reasons. Exclamation point in parentheses. Like, got to make sure we understand it's for historical purposes. Are we really he's supposed he's to counting his rivets? Yep. Are we really? Well, no. They're trying to. They're trying to. Uh, uh, what's the word? Justify their complaining. Are we really supposed to use these guns in a forty-five degree arc of fire, or we can use them in a three hundred and sixty? And then he basically said. What does the model look like? Then do that. Yeah, I, it specifically says how they're sold. If the gun is sold mounted on a turntable or rotating mount, then follow the rules for 360 arc of fire. What? That's the, what it says. I, what? So if you 3D print yourself a gun, make sure it's on a turntable. Right. You just always put. <laughs> right. I'm going to put my. I'm going to put my mortar on a turntable. What good would that do? Like uh, nothing. It wouldn't do me any good. But it's, it's just because I can. It tells me that I can. Just what are you doing? Why would you? That's so ambiguous. I'm sorry. It needs this to is be like, ambiguous. It needs to be. It needs to be cut and dry. Like we didn't tell you that it's 360 line of fire. It's not a rule on the card or in the book. Don't try and think you can use it. Dumb shit. Like, come on. I mean, uh, sh- Jesus. <laughs> right, because anyone's going to, like, any weapon you want, like, I'm going to put my, you know, like, your 88's already on a turntable, right? So that doesn't matter. You're, you're going to put your Nebelwerfer on an 88, on a, on a turntable. Yeah. Here's the thing. You got to remember, every one of these facts, they get, they, it costs them a certain amount of money for each word, so they have to answer it in the fewest words possible. Right. In, in <laughs> Well, <laughs> let me put it like this. Rick's been reading this for 20 minutes, maybe. Right. How many questions is the guy who's actually answering the fact getting every single day? Oh, the poor guy. And he's got to stare at million. it. How, how How do you think... Rick basically is like, these guys are dumb fucks after 20 minutes. Well, the I'm guy not calling, I'm not calling shit. 
is probably like the question. Oh the my question. god, are you kidding me? He probably listens to this podcast like that. Rick's a real dick. I'm an <laughs> asshole. The guy Phoenix Games was right. <laughs> it's totally me. Uh, yes. Well, I'm not calling him a dumbass. It's just well, why? No, the people who are submitting the questions is what I'm referring to. Oh well, yes. I mean, to be fair, like that's it's like a gamey question. It feels gamey to me. I don't know if it's gamey or not. Maybe it's not. Well, it's, but it feels gamey. I mean, like yeah. I want, I want to justify getting a 360 line of sight on my artillery piece, and then they basically are giving it to you in a way that you can basically do whatever you want. Yeah, well, I, it's just, just I don't know. No. Here's the deal: it's not a problem until somebody says, you know, I can have this gun on a mount. Someone says, no, you can't, and you have to pull up a picture from Warlord's website of the model to say, see, it's sold on a turntable. Except and that's going to be the argument decider, and that's stupid. Sure. Yeah, th- to me that's dumb because like half the th- there are still artillery pieces in the books that do not have models. Yes. Right. right. And so you're like, it, you're scratch building it or buying it somewhere else. Like that, there isn't a model for a land mattress. Right. That being said, however, specifically to the Bofors gun, it's an anti-aircraft gun first and foremost, so it sure. should always be on a turntable. That, that would make sense. So realistically, I should just say Bofors guns are always considered to be on a turntable would have been a better answer. Sure, or apply platform mounted to these six guns that we have that we have. Yeah, like we 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 made an oversight. You know, you're right. This gun should have the should have platform mounted right. on it. That would be a more articulate answer than look how it's sold. Right. Yeah. It's just to me that's like it's not. We made an oversight in the book, and we are going to correct it by actually adding the rule to the weapon that we're talking right. about. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Is like this just says, yeah, like you said, go look in the website and figure out which ones have the turntable. What. That's yeah. an, that's crazy to because me. remember when this edition came out and that rule was there. I I thought the twenty five pounder the British was on a turntable because it's clearly mounted on something that looks to me like a turntable, right? But it's not, right? Me and, too. And if I were the I FAQ, played it that way, it sucked when it wasn't, right? Yeah. And yep. and here's here's my argument, Dale. And this is why I don't think I'm not calling the guy an idiot. But if I were writing the FAQ, the next question you're going to get after that is, what about this gun? What yep. about this gun? Yep. Like, you're going to keep getting the question if you're not just like, here's the definitive answer. I'm going to go research this for 10 minutes and find the six guns we screwed up on and be done with it. You know, like, that's just like, that's where I, my mind is. That's why I'm like, this is crazy. Right. Anyway. My point. Yeah. My point was simply that, you know, this guy, he's not he guy or, or gal. I guess we don't really know. Good point. It's, it's one of those yep. things that it's it's like, you know, you you re, you you see this stuff day after day after day and you might not get every single one exactly right. But. I could understand him getting him or her getting frustrated with this question, and it's like, oh man, are you kidding me? Just, just play the yeah, goddamn fair. game. <laughs> well, how did I give you the model? That's how I want it to be played. Go away now. Thank you. Right. But you know, as a as a player and a competitive player, once upon a time, you're really looking for consistency and exact understanding of what it is because you're trying to optimize your list and find the good buy and all well, that efficiency. So, I mean, I get it both ways. And sure, and I would be okay with that if, um, but but where I was going with that is basically there are, there are, components to some armies that already have the special rule. Like mm-hmm. if it doesn't have it, then you don't get the rule, right? Sure. That's I mean, that would be the way to easy answer this. Would basically just say, you know, it might be an oversight historically, but there's a lot of things that don't make perfect sense. Deal with it. Yeah, and that, you know that's a fair point, and I like. I like kind of the uniqueness in, in various lists. I don't like the homogenize, homogenization of sure. the armies. Like now, everybody are getting um, uh, pioneer units and things like that. So it's kind of like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I understand. 
Sure. Okay. Sure. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to if an artillery unit is deployed in rough ground like a forest and it receives an advance order, can it turn to fire? We're not going to read all of these, by the way, because this is going to go on forever if we do that. Yes. And the answer is yes. Yes. It can't run, but yes. Yeah, you can't move it out, but you can turn. Right. Right. You're allowed to turn, but you can't do anything. Yep. These are all very... I mean, I guess there's only three more, but this is like a sniper located in a building, shoots from a window, uh, shoots through another window. Does it count as having moved? Uh, this is a good question, actually. It is. This is a good question. I would have answered it opposite of this. I actually yep. would have said yes, they would have moved. Yep, um, but but I would have, too. I think it should be that. I would not have answered it that way, but that's me. So you would have said, uh, you would have said no, the sniper can fire through any opening in the floor with a fire order. Yep, occupying the floor gives it view from any window or door on that floor. Sure. It I guess doesn't even have to move around from window to an opening to opening. It just counts as having that line of sight. Okay, so it's interesting the way they answered it because I was I was confused by it at first, and now I, I figured out why it's the way they wrote it. Oh, so it says only infantry with fixed weapons must be ordered to advance from one opening to another. So that makes sense in a sense that it is limited to an arc of fire. Otherwise, it'd be like, why would you ever have that rule in there? But that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay, I can. So again, I, your medium machine gun team is the one that's getting. The or yeah, it, basically yes. Your medium machine gun team is getting hosed by this. Or if they, you're they uh, artillery set up in the building, so they're po- they're point stink. Remember? Yes, yeah, they are point stink. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> this next one's interesting too. So this is all about shooting from buildings. Uh, fi- uh, when a unit don't sniper go in buildings. Squad, yeah, don't go in buildings because Nebelwerfers are amazing now. Um, what angle fire should infantry squad snipers, similar units, get when firing from windows, 180, or something else? Uh, it's We suggest using 180 for all weapons, including fixed ones. Yep. yep. Okay, great. Perfect. Uh, if artillery is deployed within a building, well, why would you ever do that, first of all? I've seen it done. I know. It seems like a bad choice. It does, but it, I've seen it done. Yeah. And therefore, it chooses an open opening to fire out of, can it choose a different opening if it receives an advanced runner? I think we just answered this question with the forest one up above. Yes. It's the same thing. You just can't same move thing. out of it. Right. Can't move out of it. Can't leave the yeah. building. So good luck. Okay. Yep. No There's blades, that. no bows. Leave your leave your howitzers here. There's some more. What is this? Uh, why did this get... Is, oh, it's just kind of going through by sections of the book? Uh, uh, related I to certain don't. things? Oh, because this is related to vehicles. A turret vehicle, ambush... Uh, outside of the arc, arc of fire with this weapon, can it turn, turn to react the ambush? Yes. No. No, it can't. No, you can't. Can't see it. Can't shoot it. If it's a turret, you can't. No, not you not can't. when you're in ambush. You can't ambush out of out of your line of sight. Out of your forty. And pivot your yep. turret all the way around to where that's coming from. Right. Ooh, that's so a bad ruling. Well, no, you just have to plan ahead and put your turret where you want it at the end of your turn when the last time you moved. Well, yeah, Same thing as loading the correct ammunition. Right. But a turret has 360 line of sight. It does. Well, when no, it, it fires, doesn't. During its turn. During its turn, when it fires. Line of fire. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that's what the ruling is. Well, so I guess the idea matter. is you're, you're, lo- you're right. watching a specific fire lane. Right. Your you're, you're kind of, right. you're, what, what is that? You're, you're camping, the, camping the spawn point. Right. Yeah, but if I put an infantry unit in ambush, do they not have line of. They have full. They have three sixty line of sight. Turret Why? doesn't. Because all there's a bunch have of guys. Three sixty. Yeah, they got more than one uh, one set of eyes on it. What if I open up the hatch? 
Well, then you're, you should never open up the hatch. You're, now you're open-topped. <laughs> right, but I should have Ambush 360 then, right? With the, It does specifically say any weapon that can draw a line of sight to it can do it. So, yes, you could fire the MMG at it if you so chose. I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I know, I know. But, no, you could do that if you wanted to. You could blow the... As far as I understand the way it says it, yes, you could use any of the vehicle's weapons that can draw a line of sight moving through that unit or uh, mm-hmm. the, can trigger the ambush. So, yes, you could go right. open-topped, but I don't... I but would, you would may, never do that to go ambush. N- never go full bush, no. Because you lose your open-topped at the end of the turn, so you'd have to go ambush early in the turn, which Un- op- leaves you open-topped, the the and then that's the dumbest thing to do. So Yeah, unless... Unless you really needed whatever it was to go there and did not go there anymore, I guess. And that's still probably not going to do it, but... Um, okay. Uh, can a vehicle in ambush fire at different objectives with different weapons or only at the one that triggered the ambush? Uh, what? Why, why would anyone think that you would get to shoot at something else? Why would you shoot objectives? Aren't you supposed to gather them? Did I read it wrong? No, different, no it says different objective objectives. To shoot the, shoot the gas cans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't understand that wording in the question to begin with, but I think it's the answer that makes firing sense. Firing from ambush. <coughs> it's firing right. from ambush again. So what they're saying so you, is, yeah, one right. unit moved. Can I shoot at that unit that moved, and also take my shot at this unit over here that didn't move? Right. I'm going to shoot right. the big gun over there, and I'm going to shoot the hull-mounted MMG at that squad standing in front of me because why the hell not? Right. Because right. it's not going to do anything to the other tank. No, you can only fire at the thing that triggered the ambush, which makes sense. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So totally if you do sense. go in ambush with a multi weapons platform, you lose your ability to split fire effectively. Correct. Yes. Correct. But you can choose you, you like you just kinda of pointed out, you may have some ability to shoot different things with your ambush order if you so chose. All right. Uh, interesting. A lot of ambush and vehicles all of a sudden. When I fire a multi launcher, do I have to hit the target unit in order for them to to or in order to then measure range to other targets? No. No. Yeah, nine. Which it makes it, I mean, we all knew this going into it, is like measure from that unit, which is incredible. All well, right. it's measured from the template. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different distinction because it used to be that's, yep. I just the unit. So it's actually, it's actually making a smaller area of effect. Yes. By a little bit. I, I mean, Yes. Typically, a unit takes up more than a single template, but so so but you can put that template is to yep. maximize the template, yeah, maximize and the then measure and then six measure. inches to see who yep. else is in range from the edge of the template. Right, correct. Yep. Yep. Not from the middle, from the edge. Yep. So nine inches from the middle. No, uh, wait, no not seven nine and inches. Uh, seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Seven and a half. Yep. Do some geometry there, real quick. Uh, weapons that target empty buildings to okay. demolish them. However, with multi-launchers, because they also can hit anything within six of the primary target, uh, they can empty build it, can they target empty buildings and be able to hit anything within six of that building. Is this correct? Yes. That's what he says, yes. yes. I think it technically says six from the floor that you're aiming at. Is that right? Uh, I mean, the question doesn't read that way, but yes. The answer, though, says something like measure from the floor. Uh, measure to the range of the potential targets from any point in the floor in the target building where the rocket explodes. Oh, that's we. Oh, man, now you got to... So, now, so the rocket, geez. if it ex- explodes on the oh, third floor... You have to measure six inches from the floor of that building. Like the floor that, that it, it explodes on. Because yeah. just so you know, rockets don't actually fall to Earth. 
if the first rocket hits the top of the building. <laughs> no, nothing actually goes further down beyond that. Right. Uh, well, they're talking about where the shell explodes, right? Where the it explodes yeah. in the, the the roof, the floor, the basement, or whatever. Sure, but the idea of a nebel warfare is not not hey, we're gonna. It's not like a firework. It's not like the one shell lands and explodes a bunch of different things. Aren't there like multiple shells being launched? And you know, if, since, since that's the rule, what I want to do now is it like if it hits the top floor of the building and explodes there, and I have to measure. I want to take that three-inch template and turn it vertical and be like, it's a three-inch explosion, right? Right. It's so goes, can it's I measure a, from the bottom it's a sphere. of that template? It's a sphere. Yeah, it's, it's, a sphere. Not, it's not a circle anymore. They've introduced 3D elements to a game that's been essentially 2D <laughs> the entire time. Um, and some Thanks, Easter that. Bunny. Well, there, there's no template. You're just measuring from the floor. So you're going to take the outside yeah. walls. Unless it's a really small building, you'll take the outside yeah. wall. But the idea is, if it is the third floor... It's, it might be a little shorter than straight six inches from the bottom. Oh, sure, of course. It's uh, definitely going to be a little shorter. Geometry says that it will be. Sure. But still, just like... Now you're going to make like us essentially trig in geometry to play this right. game. Exactly. So always aim for first for buildings that have one story. Right. Don't, yeah, target that, that church, the ruined church building, yeah, but, but not I mean, the I bring it up because it, it could be an important distinction. So. It, it, well, it's a very important distinction, and, and I, don't, I don't particularly care for it in the sense that that really complicates things more than it needs to be. This is kind of an abstracted game. Get a measure from the floor that the shell explodes. It, it nerfs yeah. the Nebelwerfer explosion just a little bit. So, well, sure, that's fine. Like I get that aspect of it, but that's just not the way I would have done it. In I any guess, event, so. if there's a Nebelwerfer or anything, a multi launcher on the other side, stay out of buildings and stay away from all the buildings. Yeah. Yes. Whatever you do, do not go inside. Do not go near that San Mariglis Church. Right. That Kit that uh, everybody sells that's like fifteen or eighteen inches long. He hates the oil cans. And then get oh your Nebel Warfers early because somebody else you know this from in third edition. Any, any building that's, that's over eight inches is over like six by six should be discussed and talked about as being separate buildings. As far as playing the game, make yes, sure you get that to some extent. Talk to your point about that too. All Bobby right. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we're going to get into the fun ones. This is, this it is like doesn't work. Just open up the rule book and tell them that's where they, they, they said buildings are like six to eight inches and not much more. Well, it's six to eight inches de- is dependent on the person too, right? If she loves you or not, right? Exactly. A unit. Hey, I, is that the first innuendo? I think it that's might be. That's pretty good. We're over an hour in here, I think. So. <laughs> We're doing pretty, good. Well pretty done. close, actually. Yeah, actually, just in a, just over an hour. All right, so here's some trig for you. A unit A goes through a tr- on a train going 100 miles an hour. No. Uh, unit A is in rough ground. Attacking unit B is in open ground, nine inches away. Attacking unit B orders... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. A is in rough ground. B is in open ground, nine inches away. Which one is in Chicago? <laughs> The answer is 37. I don't know. <laughs> so no, it's 42. The answer is 40, always 42. No, not, not always. Close enough, though. Attacking unit B orders run to assault A. Does it work? Does what work? Does the my run, refrigerator work? Yes. Does oh. the charge. <laughs> is the charge successful? Uh, by the letter of the rules, if the base is the closest... God, this sounds like a lawyer wrote it. <laughs> no, no, it would be much more precise. <laughs> By the letter of the rule, if the base, the closest <laughs> model in the target unit is slightly inside the terrain, the attacker cannot move at a run, so the charge is not allowed. That's right. Even if there's only one millimeter of terrain to cross, the it base stops. is even slightly outside it, the charge is allowed. So watch where you put your guys, fellas. 
Neat. So if you're playing defensively and you've got some rough ground that you can defend, occupy the rough ground and stay but, out or stay completely inside of it. But don't just the tip it. Yeah, because keep it all then inside. <laughs> you'll get an extra round of point blank shooting. So yes, you will. Yep. Note that this or is you can charge uh, them. I like the second half. Hold on, read the second half, Rick, because it's my favorite part. Uh, yep. the, the linear obstacle part. Note that this is different from the case of a unit defending a linear obstacle. Such units can be assaulted at a run of up to 12 inches as long as the run brings the assaulting unit in contact with a linear obstacle. Yeah. Let's go totally... So obstacles are different than terrain, is what I'm hearing. So yeah, so yeah. obstacles will not, They're not stop terrain. you short. You're fighting, you you're fighting over the wall and you're fighting Simo, right? But you get to actually make the 12-inch charge. Yep. Yeah. Right. But if you charge over the obstacle, you do not get to move 12 inches. You yeah. can't charge over the obstacle. Right. That's why the closest guy in your unit shouldn't be behind the obstacle that you're leaving. <laughs> Should be in front of it. <laughs> yep. As we've learned in other other circumstances in the So yes. that so that they can run twelve inches and the guys behind the obstacle who are giving you your cover save and the defendant obstacle bonus just kind of fall in line behind. They're they're cheerleaders, yes. All right. Yep. So is that the I've got the one guy over the wall so that I can charge just fine but not be charged yep. fine? Is that the or or that's yeah, why all my charged. Well, you can also be charged because he, he's the closest guy, and you won't and you won't get the right. signal bonus at you that point. Correct. You get that's you get shooting bonuses. Yes. Right. You, you get, get cover bonuses from, yeah. from being shot, but you don't. But you don't take that simultaneous for combat because right. it's you'll, you'll get one well, unless one of the guys behind the wall happens to be closer, depending on where you are. I guess mm -hmm. you'd have to like really be. Uh, you'd have to do some game. Depends. Shit it could be a diagonal wall, right? But it gives you it's it's utility because if. If you want to attack, you leave them out there. If you end up, if it ends up, things aren't going great. You need to defend, but when you take that casualty, he's the first one you pull off. So I mean, sure. it's you got to plan that strategy. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Can a medic or an artillery mortar spotter fire the weapons of a vehicle they are being transported? First of all, if you again, you should never shoot your medic. Your medic should never be shooting a gun. Come on, guys. But yes. Oh, well, wait, okay. If the passenger doing the firing and therefore medic units, because they cannot fire any weapon, cannot fire transports weaponry. Correct. Even though they can carry pistols. Some of them can. Okay. Well, they carry them in case they're charged, so they can right. defend themselves. Yep. So spotters can't either. What the hell is... Who <laughs> fell asleep? That's, um, that's my daughter's... Uh, dog, she's snoring behind me. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm like, wait, did this get that boring? Because I think it's kind of no, boring she, too. But she's, <laughs> she's on vacation at, at Disney World right now, and so uh, her dog's really no. close to me because she's not getting the attention she's used to. Ah, uh, got it. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? I didn't know this existed. Some units, like the IS2, can't use the first dice drawn from the turn. However, if a friendly officer with the, uses the dice allocates the snap to order dice, can he can he resolve the snap too? Yes. This is just not knowing the rules. Come on. Sure. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's just yeah. interesting. I didn't know that there were units that couldn't use the first dice of the turn. Yeah, there's yeah, it's like there's slow, slow to react or something like that. Oh, okay. There's, apparently, I don't pay enough attention to the tanks that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, They're mostly in the Russian out. army. Yeah, he okay. rolled out an IS-2. He was super excited about it, but it's slow to react, so the turn he got it close enough. Um, <laughs> he pulled the first dice, but it couldn't be his tank. And then I pulled the next dice, and my anti-tank guy just ran right up to it and flew just, it Just so gave it a hug. He was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, yes. 
yes, you can do that. Um, so if you're an ambush and you're a recce vehicle, can you use it to escape? Yes. yes. You can go down in when you've got an ambush order. Sure Again, just not too. knowing the rules. Come on, guys. Well, I think it's... Is it in the vehicle rules, or is it only in the... Like, if you're in ambush, you can... Like, is it only in the order section? Ambush says you can go down or fire from ambush. Right. I'm just wondering if people and didn't... down that that is a rock, escape move. Sure. It's it's extrapolating a couple things, so somebody probably it just is. wanted it very clear. Like, this is this actually what you intended or not? Like, you know... Yeah, and you know, I could spend forty five minutes actually looking up the rules, Pat, or I could just ask you and you can tell me it's a lot easier <laughs> to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Got a point. I get that a lot. Uh oh my god, this one's really long and it's about the version two book and the uh something what the hell, the Q F six PDR. What the hell the six pounder? Yeah. Uh we don't yeah. Care. Yeah, 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 I don't care either. Uh, t- to be able to tow said gun in the intro text, but under the vehicle stats, they can't actually tow it within the rules as written. In that case, like this, it's acceptable to have the tow be said vehicle as long as it's theater so, specific. Well, we kind of had a question about this, and it's you no, know, it, it can't. But if you talk about it with your opponent, then sure. <coughs> uh, we had a question because it was uh, I think it was like someone was doing a market garden paratrooper list and. The description says, hey, the paratroopers did this and were able to tow it behind a truck, but it doesn't say it can be towed by, or sorry, towed by a Jeep, but it doesn't say it can be towed by a Jeep. Can you actually do it? So mm-hmm. they just put flavor text in there instead of giving an actual rule to it. Sure. Like So they're saying, we think it's probably fine, but it's not written that way in the rules, so discuss it with your opponent. Like, that's kind of a dodge. That's a straight-up dodge. We think it's perfectly acceptable to allow those vehicles to tow them. But you should have first agree with your opponent. But we didn't God. bother. We didn't. We didn't think enough to include it in the rules. So, 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 yeah. you know, like in reality, the 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 what they should be doing is just man up and say no, you can't do it. The rules don't say you can. Don't do it. Right. I, I'm thinking from just a pure tournament standpoint. Go buy a freaking. Uh, what the hell am I thinking of? The the horses. Bring some horses. Well, there's, the idea is certain a paratrooper. Though, yeah, right. a paratrooper list. They're not gonna. There aren't parachute, parachute horses. horses. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> you know, I want to see them do it. Um, but what I, what I'm going, what I was going to say next after that is just proxy a jeep as as the horses. Like they just did, play. They did drop. Jeeps. You know, proxy a tournament. So they dropped jeeps, not horses. Yes. Yeah. They should have dropped horses, apparently, because then they got in the book. I'm just saying. But well, uh, <laughs> we agree, it's a dodge. They they said, okay, for flavor's sake, sure, this seems fine. But on a game mechanics, then the rules of a game, no, it can't be done. So what as I'm a, seeing. So as a TO, would you accept that in this case? You actually tow with a jeep? We wouldn't. I would. T- I would tell them no. Horse right, because it's not because it's not specific to the theater. Even if they're running it theater, theater flavor, it's not yeah. the theater, and it's also not in the rules that way. Uh, okay, special deployment rules part of the fire first wave. Uh, uh, special deployment t- rules take precedence. However, in certain scenarios, the first wave is also says no units are allowed on the board during the start of the game. Forward deployment units still deploy in this situation. Uh, key positions, but there are a few others in the same wording. They're part of the first wave. The, these units can deploy as stated in the scenario that says no units starting the table. 
RTFB. Uh, right. So it's, but again, it's if. So essentially, they can go on the table. Yeah. 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 Okay. This that, is that's, good. That's, that's uh, the question coming out there is just somebody again who doesn't want to read the book. So. RTFB. Well, again, it's easier to just talk to the people that just ask them questions. I don't know where these questions well, come and, from. And they I, might just make I these was, questions up, Pat. I don't know where they come from. I find okay. I find confusion in this as well, too. It's like, well, I've got these units that can deploy specially, but I'm playing a scenario where it says that no one starts on the board and everything comes on during the first wave. And we've played enough and extrapolated enough to know that, oh, no, this stuff happens. Right. But, you know, if, you know, so I, I understand the question. And I like that it's out there in plain English. Or French or German, depending upon how they translate it. But it's sure. it's out there, and I like it. Which version of the book you got? Right. Yeah. Um, this next one's interesting because I don't know. I I didn't know this was a thing. Get to the tiger what. fear. Come on. We're, we're we're drawing this out so it takes up four hours. Come on. Would a one man turret vehicle <laughs> that fails to come on in the first wave be moved to reserve auto? I want to call out all their all of their shenanigans here. Uh, moved into re- reserve automatically, or would it be forced to come on to the second turn with a minus one morale test? The simplest solution is to move it into reserve. No outflanking allowed. So, again, this is where they're dodging. Like, they're not being definitive in their answers. Like, they're making it sound like there's more than one solution to this problem. Right? I don't even know what the problem really is. I don't even understand the question. Right. A a one-man turret vehicle that fails to come in in the first wave, would it be moved into reserve automatically... Or would it be forced to come into the second turn with a minus one morale test? Okay. So if it's uh, so, so, so if, one turn, if it has an advance, if if it makes an advance, it has to make a test, right? Right. It has to pass an right? order check before it can do an advance. So they're saying if it fails, does that mean now it's in reserve and suffers a minus one? Which would be the case. I mean, right? Things Which that fail to come on first wave turn, normally have a tough time oh, coming on. Right, so that would that right. would it then be at a minus two or whatever? So, because no, it doesn't yeah. suffer a penalty, it just has to pass. It has right because first wave don't have to pass an order check to come on, but, right. the, but if you one man turret order, has to. Right, but my point being is the, 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 the simple solution is to move it into reserve. Like this sounds like there's another alternative to that. Yeah, right. It's just say it moves to reserve. It's just it's reserve. Yes, it's minus one, and there's no off flanking. You just make it definitive. Right. I, right. You just have to they have to answer this more forcefully, I guess. Yeah. More directly. I I maybe it's just my way of thinking, but that just seems like it's 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 dodgy. It's not perfect, but it's they're at least answering well, so the question. If it were in reverse, if it were in reserve, it's making the reserve check and then gets to come on. It doesn't have to come on with an advance or run. Right, it, does, it doesn't have to doesn't make have the, the one man turret check. check also. It just makes the reserve check. Yeah. That's sure. in the rules. Right. For one man turret. Okay. yeah, so he only makes one check a turn essentially. Right. All right, so now we're getting into the Tiger Fear. Uh, arguably, Germany, I, specifically. Right, yeah, I think this is the one that's gotten the most people upset. All right, right? so let's go to break. and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so does a unit in a transport have line of sight to the vehicle causing Tiger Fear if the transport itself is, has it? Wait, what the fuck? What? Okay. Oh, oh so, I've got, so if yeah. the transport has line of sight to a Tiger does the unit inside the transport have or units plural? Yeah, units also suffer. Ha- tiger. Also have to su- all yeah also have to suffer tiger fear. And the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking bad. Oh, oh man, fear the tiger. Right, because you can't because you can't for looking like tiger. The biggest beef I have with this rule, and I I think this is probably a, 
because you can't you have to take a tiger fear you don't have a choice you can't stand still and shoot at it right you're in a truck because you're in a truck so you actually have no line of sight to shoot your gun at it so say a bazooka team is standing there in a truck they have to take the tiger fear even if they were going to jump out and fire at you yep 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 because because that oh my god this just breaks my brain although did you play germans yeah, it's awesome. It's, but it's awesome, hilarious? but it's still if not. If you're good. in a transport and you can see a tiger, the last place you want to be is still in that transport. Oh, of course. Of course you want <laughs> nothing to be with that transport. <laughs> this is like a really bad spot to be. It's like it's like a really bad pinata. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't really want to be in there. Oh, great. I'm the chocolate square in this pinata. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, no. You don't want to be anywhere near that. <laughs> And I think this one did have quite a few people upset. So this is the Nebelwerfer. Yeah, isn't this is the Nebelwerfer were the two that got everyone? Tiger fear is already a dodgy rule, and this is this is making it too good, too gooder, too Too gooder, too gooder, much better, too much, much better. Yeah, it's a little too much. Yeah, it'll it'll snap back around, and everyone will hate Tiger fear. And well, it's it's why Tiger fear is a very inelegant rule. Yeah, sure. Right, because it it does start popping its ugly head in weird little things like this. Yep. Which, I mean, yay as a German player, but you as anyone else, because we never, I would have well, never imagined also playing it you that as way. a German player playing another German player. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, okay. Uh, that's the only thing in the German book, and I think. Oh my so god. So hide your transports. <laughs> yeah, or just not put anyone in them, or reserve them and flank them like that seems like a better choice than most other things although although it's weird because there's no way to get the guys out of the unit if you even want to do anything with them right if you outflank the first thing that, the first thing that happens a transport comes on the next thing that wants to do anything inside the transport has to take a test yeah you're like it's just you're no matter what you do you're going to be hosed in the circumstance well you're going to have to make a tiger future you're right just stay out of line of sight right I mean, I mean, that's the only way, is you're going to have to hide behind buildings and shit. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> so really play, on, play on boards really. with lots of terrain. Yeah. Yeah, you get to pick your table most often in tournaments too, right? So, um, uh, so you know, on to the armies of the U.S. Man, snoring behind you is awesome. <laughs> All right. If Frank, very her name is Zoe. She's Zoe? Okay. Yeah. She's Chicago. a Chinese Sharpay mix, so... Oh, explains Good the story. Doggo. Yeah, all right. Okay. If rangers are deployed on the table at the, game, at the beginning of the game in preparatory bombardment, they get to lead the way out of the deployment zone before the bombardment is resolved. Or must they wait to be... Does it matter? They're still going to be hit. No. No, they're oh, not. Oh, if they're not in the deployment zone, they don't. Yep. As both ranger special move and the preliminary bombardment happen in between setup in the first turn, we think the best and, and most exciting... Again, we're getting into these weird, ambiguous words. Solution is to leave is to leave that on a dice. Oh, so at least they give you an answer. Roll a dice on a four plus. The Rangers make their move first. Uh, otherwise, the the other one takes it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You, like you don't have a good answer to this one, but you've d sixed it. Good. Which okay. is cool. I'm fine to- with that. Totally reasonable answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they just said this was the solution that we've decided it's going to be. I guess, it, and that's what they're basically saying. But they leave it open for you know gamier players to argue with it. <laughs> well, it's like, right? It's uh, the well, they we told think, you what to do. We, th- we think the best and most exciting solution. Yeah, just die um, it off. Let's go. Just to die it off, right? Okay. Yeah. If rangers, 
are in the first wave. Uh, what's the next one? First wave, can they make their special run move before the first turn? Uh, if rangers are, are in the first wave, they can make their way onto the table after preliminary bombardments, but before the first dice is drawn. Wait, what? Oh, so their advance is... If they advance from first wave, it's before the first turn. Okay. They can make their way onto the table after preliminary bombardments, but before the first dice is drawn. So you can hold them off the table for preparatory bombardment, even though if, they're in the first wave. If they're yeah. part of the first wave, they start off the table, but they still get their rangers lead the way rule, so they can march so that onto allows, the table. It allows you to dodge the prep bombardment. Yeah. Sure. I wouldn't have interpreted it that way. That's, but, but that's not. not it doesn't even. It doesn't even feel like that's what the question they're asking. Does it? It's not really, but that's the thing. Right. I know. I'm just trying to figure out. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, if Rangers are in the first wave, can they make their special run before before the first turn of the game? And so, are are out of the table. Are are out of the table. What the? F- are out of the table before the beginning of the game. This is, first of all, there's missing words or something here. But that's not what I'm... I don't understand this question. Like, where's Pat when I need him to say that this, this, this sentence doesn't make sense? <coughs> yeah, okay, fine. So now you can have units not deployed on the table in your first wave, even though they've been put in your first wave. You can have deployments, uh, units in your first wave, come onto the table <coughs> prior to first wave if they've got the Rangers lead the way rule. That's or not what this is saying. Move. That's what the answer. Uh, that's what the answer tells you. If the Rangers well, the are in the first is, they're wave, they're not they sure that if the Rangers are in the first wave, they get their special move. Is the question, and they're right. answering it with "You can." And here's when it happens. In addition <coughs> to the question you're asking, is it skips the bombardment? Which my right. question is: How many scenarios have people moving on first wave and a preparatory bombardment? Yeah, I, I feel like this is a weird. I, okay, anyway, moving on because we're spending too much time on a rule that doesn't matter. Um, don't, yes, don't you get play rangers them. or play rangers and just expect no, play all everyone, the rangers. Yeah, <coughs> the rangers. excuse me, and then expect everyone to just yeah. get confused by what you're doing. You are exactly. the great squad, right? All right, I was reading the Army of the United Special. You uh, will okay. So you're reading the book. That's a good start. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> nice and job. Then, Woo-hoo. Probably then, better than most of the questions. Yes, all right. And the entry for the 50... Well, he's going to get into specifics about one thing. The 57 anti-tank gun M1 says that the Airborne had one special carriage that allowed it to be towed as if it were a light gun opposed to a medium one, blah, blah, blah. Is this an actual rule or currently has been played as Jeeps cannot tow guns? Or this, this is the actual rule that we were asking about earlier. Um, to the answer, it's actually not a rule because there's no way to tell apart in some terms between a normal Jeep and a Jeep that is used by Airborne troops. Okay, with the opponent's approval, if you had an airborne... Oh, my God. That sounds like the exact same question that was up there. (coughs) It is. It's just there's more words here, and it's not very (laughs) helpful. They answered it differently than the Americans. No, they basically said... They they basically said... Right. With your opponent's approval, you can do this. Yeah. If you're taking... You can do anything with your opponent's approval. Let's move on. Yeah, moving along, yes. (laughs) They didn't really answer the question. At least some acknowledge they read the book. That that helps. That they 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 referenced a page number and everything. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Okay, never mind. That no, they, cool. a specific unit type. A specific unit, at least. They got down to the gun. Uh, Great Britain facts. Can you clarify how the AVRE mortar is used? Uh, with your with your opponent's permission, 
God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) The mortar can only be fired at targets within the short range. That is is within 36 inches. Petard. I didn't want to say that word because I thought I might might say something wrong. I was a little nervous, so I just said not not to say that word. It's Jean-Luc Petard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. This episode is going great. (laughs) Swimmingly, we've gotten through the FAQ, and we have the whole D-Day book to go through. Jesus, we're in trouble. Um, It's a short book. Fair point. Uh, is within 36, so it cannot fire indirectly at all. Whoa. Right. It's okay, so even though it's it does called have a mortar, <laughs> it is not fired indirectly. Right. right. Yes. Can only right. be fired at the bottom mort- It's not a mortar, it's a mortar. <laughs> so you direct fire only. <laughs> With your opponent's permission. All right. With your opponent's permission. <laughs> All right. Army of Imperial Japan, nothing. Soviet uh, Union, nothing. No, all right. Yeah, we're not going to say that word again. Um, uh, Armies of Italy and Axis, FAQ. Uh, The Italian Avanti Savoia? Savoia? Is that right? Sure. Sure. Veteran infantry go to Super Vet at Morale 12. What? What? No. Or does it simply go stay at 10 when the rules swing to the positive modifier? Which never happens. Just let's just fo- face it, folks. Let's it just, just never honest, happens. Italian, Italian All right, mm-hmm. morale goes higher. Yeah, right. The morale goes higher and can get then modified by, down by pin markers and other modifiers to test. However, do remember that a test result of eleven or twelve is still a failure with your opponent's permission. <laughs> I'm just gonna add it like everything, like the you know the. I'm not sure cookies. I ever picked up on the eleven or twelve is always a failure because I think I've had a Finn guy. With his leadership twelve veterans th- once rolling eleven and be like, "Well, I made it," and I'm like, "Well, fuck you." And I think I the fin. <laughs> you flip the table, like fuck I you with the petard you run around. Do you sternly tell them with the with the, the howitzer unit that can't fire indirect? Did you? I did just I, no. I just told him he no longer has my permission. <laughs> Damn it! You stole my line. I was going to say it. It's like, did you just sternly tell him you can't give him permission? <laughs> it, it's not allowed. <laughs> all right. Um, oh wait, wait. Okay, so we. I don't. All right. So that's that rule there. Armies of France and the Axis. Uh, nothing there. But we have a. We have. Okay, this is where I'm getting a little bit messed up. There are last levy stuff in here now. Tank Wars FAQ. Theater campaign books. Here's the one that everyone gets. Uh, blah, 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 blah. For this reason, when organizing a bolt action tournament, we recommend to choose from armies of series books only, as well as this errata. Did they say serious books or series books? Uh, armies of series. Super, super series. Series, series of books. Serious. The armies super of Super serious. Yeah. Series books. Yes. Errata's and the additional unit units PDF. The other books are more suitable for themed campaign days and other non-competitive events. Of course, organizers are free to add more books, blah blah to the tournament as long as they are ready to resolve any rules queries they might be on the day. We're not going to do it for you. Good luck, is what it says. Yep. Can I jump back one? Major Warlord tournament uses uh, campaign books, too. So. Oh, I'm sorry. There's, I should have probably read the one in front of it. Wait, should I have? Which paragraph do you want me to, which one do you want to read next? There's let me just jump. Let me jump back really quick. That oh, that well, uh, sure. the fin where it, it, it does actually state in the rule book that an order test in eleven or twelve always fails. Yeah, but I'd actually have to read the book. Is that <laughs> in the fin book itself? Page forty one. Oh, okay. Of the rule book. 
I would I want you to go any modifiers that apply to the unit's morale. The highest morale value is ten, the lowest is two. This means all the order checks are two always fail and, and all of eleven or twelve always fail. Do you so have the two always succeeds, eleven or twelve always fail. Okay. Do you have the Finn special rules? I'd like to know how those are so, worded because that might be different. So I would the army books supersede right. the main book. Does that is a the, thing. The lime and the lime goes in the coconut way? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey? Call me in the morning. <laughs> hey, you keep going. I'll, uh, I'll find All right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's Somewhere. fine. Um, there's one sentence in the New Guinea book, because we just told you in theater books don't matter. Um, but here we go. He only, uh, so, uh, can alone, well, what the hell? Why is this word, why are these, like, four words green? I don't assume that's not anything to be worried about here. Uh, none of these are really Four green words? Green. Right, the, the question's not green, just the answer, half the answer's green. It must be just someone accidentally selected it. That's my guess. Um, road to Berlin. Don't, don't. None of this stuff matters, guys. New Guinea. The rest of the stuff. It's they changed some theater selectors and gave them some extra things here and there. New Guinea. Yeah, New Guinea's in here, but there's nothing in New Guinea that's worth talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, New Guinea's well, got four words. He uses a sniper roll when he fires when he's firing his rifle. Oh, it, this. I think this it actually came from a previous one. Can the lone sniper use yeah. his LMG as a sniper weapon? No. No, you can't use an LMG as a sniper <laughs> rifle. You've got to be kidding me. All right, anyway, moving on from that. Um, that's the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> I remember you t- talking about the sniper LMG. Yeah, I remember, them, I remember that being a thing for like a day, and everyone's like, no, you can't do that. You, why would you just, ever try to do that? Come on. So <clears throat> other stuff and things. Right. Uh, hold on, I'm just looking at all of the rest of these and seeing if there's anything crazy in here. Uh, do like opponent permission type shit. No, there's nothing. Everything's very cut and dry. All right, great. Moving on. Uh, should we? I, I say we take a break really quick and come back, or do we want to talk Operation Snafu first? Huh? Uh, if we're going to talk Snafu, let's do it before the break. So after the break can be D Day. Yeah, so people t- can just cut to the D Day part when they don't want to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> right. This one, yeah. This one, this one snuck up on me pretty hard, guys. Uh, June first, tickets go on sale for uh, Jesus Renegade Open. Re- Renegade Open. Yeah, which means our tickets will go on sale the same day. Correct. We're part of Renegade Open. We, should, we shouldn't have yeah. to buy any. We should. We should be allowed in. <laughs> they might not allow us in. Again. What if I want to play in the Recon Rumble? Should I buy a ticket still? Yes. Are we doing Recon Rumble? I, 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 know, I know the TO. You can talk to him. Yeah. Okay. yeah are we yeah, going to okay. do Recon Rumble this year? Someone asked me yes. earlier this week. Okay. Yes. Yes, we are. Same yeah. same kind of format-ish? Similar-ish? I, I have about a week to decide and get that submitted. So, <laughs> so maybe we can actually sign up and try and play in it Watch this, this space. Yeah, I, I will probably not be able to play in it this year. So, oh, maybe I will. I might so, be the only one I can. We'll see. Uh, okay. But so, look look on our Facebook page. Where are we going to start pimping this thing? Right here on the podcast. Facebook. Yeah, let's just let's podcast. start here. We, can, we sound we sound as ambiguous as a warlord FAQ um, right now. So I'm going <laughs> to with you. With well, with our opponent's permission. We'll, yeah, we'll put it on the, the <laughs> Facebook page. Uh, Fair. Uh, we're I think we're already working on Operation Snafu. So we are. We are. We, we are. I just didn't realize tickets went in sale so fast. We're like, oh shit, we better. Start talking about it. Uh, we're we're uh, toward thirty six spots this year for Operation Snafu. Okay, same as same so as last year. 
We are twenty four recon rumble. Uh, okay. Last year we had twenty. We had twenty six signed up. Twenty four okay. played. Okay. Twenty seven. Thanks everyone that came out. So yeah. Yes. I think good everyone time. had a good time. We've yeah, had people come back more than once. The madness. Yeah. So yeah. they're so they're either like super was masochistic, or they really liked it. They really yeah. either really yeah. like. Uh, maybe they've got family in the area and it gets them off their back. That could be too. fair. That would, whatever the excuse is, uh, June first tickets go on sale. Hopefully, you'll sign up if you'd like to come. I think it'll be exciting as always. Go to the Renegade Open. Uh, yeah, we we should have kind of by that point we'll have the Army construction and how many games will be will be played. I, Might even have a tentative schedule. My, so. I would I would imagine similar costs as last year. I don't know if the Renegade tickets change price at all. In general. I don't know. I don't, uh, think they did. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't okay. tracked down those guys in a little while yet. But I will yeah. be this All week. Right. Well, we'll. So we'll. I mean, in, when we start putting stuff on Facebook and stuff, we'll tell. We'll have prices and stuff. I'm sure. So, yay! Okay, Snafu is around the corner. It's kind of scary when you texted me, Dale, and it was like, "Hey, that thing you were talking about doing, you might want to start doing it because we're only six months away." I'm like, oh yeah, I better get on that. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for things. this year. I am too. I'm super excited for this year. I think it'll be exciting. I didn't get that. Yep. I <laughs> up Alexa. I've had better. <laughs> Alexa's like, I don't I don't understand that. Why would you like that? Like, I'm not excited. <laughs> Do you have it programmed to say weird shit when you say certain things to it? No, I said something and she thought I said her name and she's like, I didn't understand that. And then I told her to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. True story. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a little break, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about the D-Day Overlord book. Ooh, double D's day. <laughs> I, why, did the, why, I, why, why did I know that was going to happen, and it wasn't me that said it? For, <laughs> it's only okay. a matter of time. I, I knew it was a matter of time. I didn't want to open the episode saying that, so um, you win. Thanks, Jeff. Woohoo! All right. We'll be back in... How long is the music this time, Pat? Like, it'll be like two minutes, and it's... It's not really music. Music, yes. Inspiration. We have some inspiration coming for you. We know you. what it It'll is ahead of time. That's nice. Yeah. It's like the first time ever we know what we're going to play, you guys. Because it is inspiring, and it is important. So listen to every word, and we'll be back yep. in two and a half minutes. Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers-in-arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year 1944. Much has happened since the Nazi triumphs of 1940-41. The United Nations have inflicted upon the Germans great defeats in open battle, man to man. Our air offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air and their capacity to wage war on the ground. Our home fronts have given us an overwhelming superiority in weapons and munitions of war and placed at our disposal great reserves of trained fighting men. The tide has turned. 
the free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. All right, welcome back. I'd say you like, I hope you like the music, but it wasn't music, so... Hope. I hope you feel inspired. Yes. Possibly to invade man, mainland Europe. Good luck Wait, with no. that. I hear it's not a good choice. <laughs> hear that it's not a good choice. It didn't end well the last worse. time. It could be. Russia in winter. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad choice, too. All right. Well, we're going to get into the D-Day book that's about to land. Get Is it? Is it still in pre-order? Land. Uh, <laughs> hit. God. That was awful. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, Do you maybe want to come back again? No, no, I don't. No, I'm going to leave that right where it was. <laughs> You're going to deal with it. Um, yeah, it's D-Day. It's our own Operation Petard. <laughs> Is that my new nickname? Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for using such a derogatory word about me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Dale, what happens if we do that operation again? Which operation? Petard. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so somebody graciously handed us this book to review, and uh, we thank you. Oh, we should we tell them who it was? No. No? No. So we got it through legal Super meetings. sneaky squirrel our stuff. Op- our operatives in the French resistance. Yes, we've been given it through the partisans, and we have been... We've gotten and the we won the partisan scenario, so we got a copy. Yes, we got a copy of the book. That's how it works now, by the way. In the future, if you win on the person table, we'll give you a, a unreleased Warlord book if we have one available. That we wrote. That we wrote. It will be awful. <laughs> it would be awful. It would, it Wouldn't count on awful. it for much. Um, it would be awful. It'd be filled it, with the misspellings, I'm sure. It, well, English spellings, not British spellings, or American right. spellings, not British spellings. All right. Anyway, so we kind of all know what D-Day is. We've all seen some of the movies, and like, there's a couple of them covering the it. And as Americans, we actually probably know more about this than any other event that happened in because World War II. Because this is World War II for most Americans right, in this, high school. Yeah, really it is. Well, we know Pearl Harbor probably better than this. Mm. Yeah, it's probably... They haven't, made, they haven't made a good Pearl Harbor movie in our lifetime. Shut your mouth. The movie was great. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck's <laughs> the greatest actor of our generation. You can shut your mouth now. <laughs> Wow. All right. And Nope. So, no, you're right. There's never been a Pearl Harbor movie made. We're good. All right, in our, in our lifetime, there's some older ones that are sure. Fantastic. All right, fair, fair. All right, okay. Um, so this focuses. What does this focus on? O- o- it says Operations Overlord D-Day. and Neptune. Right. right. Well, oh, oh no, so no. So like goes to like D Day yeah, plus six, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's like how many days? So seven days or six days covers like not seven much. Days. Seven because days. The yeah. Paratroop drops. Seven days. Fifth. Yep. Fair. All right. So let's let's. Uh, Let's. Uh, do we want to digest any of the the history? They go through a lot of the history stuff. They do a good job of the history. Yeah, yeah. They, they do a great job of covering the history, which is kind of nice. If there's anyone out there that doesn't know the history surrounding D-Day, I'm ashamed of you as a teacher. I don't even want to teach you. I'm sorry. Just they do a cool thing that I underappreciated, and that um, they talk a little bit about all of the um, misdirection and diversion that the Allies yes. did. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yep, fair. I thought that was really cool. Kind of keep them on their toes, it, it, figure it out where worked. we're going to land. Yeah, well, help kept it worked. It kept beautiful. everything spread out, right? To some extent, 
it kept them from yeah, moving totally. any kind of reinforcements right. around to where they needed to be. Right, like, yeah. Okay. Let me let me phrase. Up until late on the seventh of June, Hitler still thought Normandy was a diversion. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. So, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you're teaching me something useful yeah. today. Thanks. There you go. All right. That's how successful. The, that's how successful the operation. Right. Were. So there's. So I mean, I think they kind of assume you know a lot about D-bay, D D Bay. The D bag. The, the you D-bay. can get it on D Bay. <laughs> Buy it now. Buy it now. <laughs> no, don't buy it now. It's not my choice. Now. I'll take two San Mary Gleases, a San Marie Dumont, and a cane. All right. Can. Can. All right. So they obviously... Can, can, can. They obviously buy think it. you know something about D-Day because they dedicate 17 pages before actual scenarios, which is kind of... Awesome. All right. Yeah. Like, let's just dive right in. Uh, so the book is 109 pages long, by the way. So it's a shorter book. Uh, and it's... And it's shorter. I'll say it's a you know we don't have the final copy isn't final, but it's roughly a hundred. So, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't that, think that being said, most of the campaign books cover at least a month or two years of action, and this is covering right. Days. And so. we'll get into the and we'll get into the backs like into the unit selections. Like this book didn't Market have to give you a lot also, more units. It was also small. It had a small time frame too. It was that it was nine days, wasn't it? Yeah, Market yeah. would be nine days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, I think they had to have more theater selectors because there's a lot more armored platoons and stuff. Like this is seems fairly straightforward as far as like theater lists go because it's pretty much like the standard. So right? my my, uh, my first read through on this was if you want to play this exactly what happened, this is what they're doing. This is what they're laying yep. out. The snares sure. lay that yep. out. Yep. Yep. To these were the troops that were there. These are the troops you're going to play. Oh, true. This yes, is the exactly. scenario, and yep. that's yes. what it was. Yeah. Which is this actually kind of nice. Yeah. This is more than any other campaign book, I feel, geared to recreating the specific battles and scenarios that took place right. on D-Day. All right. So let's jump in. Scenario one is Operation Titanic. I don't know if we know. We need to go through all of these blip for blip. I thought this was interesting. No. I thought this one was interesting. Did you like this one? I did. It, I, I liked this one. Uh, so it's not, it's not the beach. <laughs> no, this, it, is, this is um, part of the... This is the paratroop drop with the yep. Uh, yep. with the distractions, the diversion guys with their little record players uh, doing yeah. gun blaring noises. Oh, yeah, so the the early scenarios deal with the paratroopers, and this is the first one out the gate. And this was, I think, I found this one interesting because it, uh, in the gameplay sense, it dealt with some of the misdirection and the subterfuge that the um, that was part of the operation. So this is not this is not Ghost Army though, right? Like this is like precursor to all of that stuff, I imagine. What do you mean by Ghost Army? Yeah. Wasn't Ghost well, Army Germany? We're all trying to figure out what you mean there. No, Ghost Army. Well, they're the uh, hold on. Uh, that's a, it. Was a United States unit that's tactical deception unit that was based out of the tw- known as the Twenty Third Headquarters Special Troops, where they had inflatable tanks and they were moving shit around. How do you not know what the that, Ghost no. Army? Oh, okay. That was no. That was part that's of the deception. <laughs> that was the SAS operation. So. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. But it's where they brought in Hollywood special effect directors and stuff yeah, yeah, to yeah. make crazy cool shit. inflatable tanks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was all part of the pre-deception stuff. Okay. This is like, this is like one three a.m. D-Day day. Yeah. Got it. Right. Is okay. what the, right. What yeah, these but they're still playing are. some records and stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Inland. Yeah. Um, they have some gramophones, I think. And so the the scenario is, you know, a paratrooper drops. You need to go to the equipment cache, pick up pick up the objectives, spread them out, 
and then there are some Germans in the vicinity on patrol. So it's kind of a cool thing. It has um, like I was a hoping to kind of get, trap them. I was um, hoping to maybe get one of these games in to try to try it out, but I think Jeff had picked this one, saying it would be good for a group game, and I agree. I think this would be a cool kind of a group thing. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's got a unit. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I like these. I feel like did they do this before with the aftermath? Like I don't feel like I've seen this before, where they kind of tell you what happens after the what happened after the scenario happened. Uh, every like single scenario. More detailed. Yeah. Detailed aftermath. But all of them do have do do have an aftermath. Too. Okay, I just never noticed them before. Apparently, which is kind of cool. Well, all so right. you skip you skip them. Go next to the go next to the next, next scenario. So. Yep. Oh, next one's next. Yeah, next one's Pegasus Bridge. Bum, 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 bum. Multiple, yeah, which is multiple ones of them, right? Uh, yep. There's two early, and then there's another one later where the okay. where they're trying to retake the it. Bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sweet. All right. So uh, they they split this up between the two banks and didn't really. So the the scenarios are laid out basically. You don't have to go over the bridge to fight. You, you're fighting is, one end of the bridge or the other. Which so is there are two nice. separate scenarios that do that. Right. It certainly affords you a lot more land to play the game on. Although yeah. although the scenario yeah. three the the third Pegasus or the second Pegasus bridge scenario or scenario three in the book. Uh, the British deployment zone is kind of going to suck. Is you're the bridge? Yeah, you're on the bridge. It is the yeah, look squad. who you're fighting. <laughs> what are you fighting here? Four inexperienced, four inexperienced oh, MMGs, right. four Ostrup and Shirkers, uh, and one regular second lieutenant with two companions. Yeah, yeah, you're going to yeah. blast through that, hopefully. Yeah, considering oh. you're veteran well, paratroopers. When you, and you yeah. got a named guy in there, Major Howard and a companion, a veteran lieutenant. Yeah, you better blow through this. you got four Telecom paratrooper Firefly. sections. What's that? The companion from Firefly. No, not that no, companion. not that kind of companion. Not that, he's dragging, not that kind. He's dragging his hooker with him. Yes. <laughs> no. Sorry, sex. No, sorry, if sex you, worker. Whatever. If you've picked up a cafe Gondry, I think it is Gondry. I'm not sure how the French is on that. But if you picked up that model for building, this is the perfect place to use it because this is where it is. It comes with the uh, Warlord's bridge. Pegasus Bridge oh, yeah. Kit. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so there's that one. Yeah, I finally got a chance to use the bridge, that, that model. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you get, this is, now you have this to is chop a cool it in half. Too. This, I think, would be really cool to play Scenario 2 and Scenario 3 simultaneously on two tables next to each other. Oh, oh really? That would, are they actually Were they actually fought at the same time? Uh, no, it's fought in order because they, they landed the gliders. They took half the bridge. Okay. And that's why the deployment yep. zone for the British is the bridge because they charge across the damn bridge to take the other half. Ballsy. No yep. kidding. <laughs> it gets so these first three scenarios are all are all night fighting. So they got the, they get a whole host of special rules. The flare. Uh, so we'll get to the special rules at the end of it. So here here's one thing that I kind of get a little frustrated in some of these books. And I realize that they want to give you the history, the rundown, but then they put all the new units and the theater selectors and all the special rules at the very back of the book. So if you're like trying to read a book in order, which you can't do these, you're constantly flipping back and forth to see, well, what kind of units can I have? Am I interested in reading this whole scenario if I don't even know what like units they are, what these special rules that. are? That it, that just say refer to page whatever instead of actually telling you the rule? Yeah. And it's I'll a finally get to that. Because well, they repeat. Yeah, well, sure. when you're doing the specific scenario, it's obnoxious, but like when you just want to look at the new units and theater selectors, it's nice to have them all in the same part of the book. Yeah, kind of. I agree on that, yes. They've done these books both ways, and yeah. I I prefer this way because I think it's uh, Duel in the Sun where the lists what? are after each scenario, and you're like, uh, 
when you're trying to find something specifically in there, you got to figure out what scenario it's attached sure. to. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not a, like a, like all ordered correctly. So, yeah. as an excited bolt action player, the first thing I want to do when I crack these things is what are the new units, right. and then I'll worry about what they're what I'm supposed to use them for. Right, right, but. It, as long as they're in the same spot, I don't care where in the book they are. It's just one thing I was reading through. I'm like, you know, I'm reading through it, and I'm like, okay, well, I kind of want to read these scenarios first. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to jump back and forth to see which theater selectors and what kind of troops are involved until right. I, yeah. So, but, you know, books flip pretty easily. I recommend uh, bookmarkers. Most most things that are flat will work as them. You like stickies, though, too. You like having things I like stickies and highlighters, but that's yeah. that's fine. That's mm-hmm. your own prerogative. All right. That's my thing. Um, there's a lot of pages of history in the middle here. After those, the, so it's the Miraville Battery, Salta mm-hmm. Miraville Battery, which has some stuff like has you know two pages, two, two, three pages dedicated to it, four pages dedicated mm-hmm. to it, uh, d- discussing it. That's pretty, oh, almost five pages. Then we get into the scenario. Significant. And yeah. Uh, oh, actually, try oh. try closer to ten because we're seeing double. Oh, fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, This is an interesting scenario in a sense that it has a what if. What if everything went on plan in the 9th Parachute Battalion that night? What if they gathered more men and had more heavy weapons and were able to signal the gliders in? Uh, So they give you an alternative scenario. Is that just another scenario? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they give you a second scenario out of that one, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, because historically, uh, things didn't go according to plan, so... <laughs> well, and, and me personally, I've been I've been off the what if ever since they did the the Operation Sea Lion, and the second which that whole that, there's yeah. like two books of like what if, and it's like okay, a scenario, sure, I I, I can get on board with that, but a, a campaign of what if, I'm you know, granted, I'm not the right well, historian of the world, right. but I mean, it's fun because it's one it's of the still big a game. What if, it's one of the big what if questions of World War II. Sure, right. And it's not really okay. a what if because the materials never existed for him to do it, but everyone always talks about if they could have done it. Right. You know. I think this is. I, I I kind of agree with you, Pat. Though this is like, here's here's what happened. What if this happened instead? But it's not in a like a, a at a theater level, right? It's a single battle that happened. And what if you know? What if they had had more tools at their disposal? It's a smaller, small, much smaller scale than we Germany invades England, right? As bolt action players, we already do what if by replacing bullets with dice. Sure. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And well, what if Jeff were the general in this in this battle, and I were the battle instead of that that desert fox guy? You know, whatever. You know, right? See, those there's are the, the what, what, what if to too, right? Those are the what ifs we get to do. Yes. <laughs> it's about as good as we get. Um, okay, I'm not gonna, but I just it was. I thought it was interesting. There was a what if on here, gives you a yeah. second scenario version. Uh, so then we go into Albany, Boston, Chicago, Detroit, not the cities, the landings. You know, one other thing, yeah. one other quick note to put in on these. I think these scenarios look really fun if you're the allies. These look like the kind of scenarios Pat hates as the defender because all your troops suck. Yeah, but you get bunkers and shit. Like, yeah, that's and, great when you've got a whole bunch of inexperienced noobs <laughs> running around. Yeah. But here's your four inexperienced MMG teams. Right. Fog. And, and almost all the scenarios are, here's are the troops that you have to play the scenario with. There's Not, no selection. Here's a selector that you can, there's no selector where you can kind of like, you know. Yeah. So if I, yeah. if I have these models, I can play the scenario or I have to do the, the proxy bit or, you know, what have you. 
or you know, going by a whole bunch of warlord models so that I can play this scenario. Well, they did have a spruce sale, which don't put that past me. Yeah, right. That's what the spruce sales for. You're supposed to buy, you know, the, the guys you're going to use for this. Yeah, it seems like a lot of these are they're either uneven fights or. Well, they were. Um, then they, they, they were yes. Right. Uh, yeah, they were. I mean, they have to be uneven fights. It's just. I don't know how many people are going to get super up about playing the Germans. Know, five inexperienced MMG teams, four squads of shirkers, and you know a lieutenant. At least like, uh, scenario four. Scenario four, you get to pick your squads out of a thousand points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, German gets six hundred points. Plus they have their bunkers. Plus it sounds like they get two free machine guns, two medium in or inexperienced medium machine guns that are also dug in. So like it sounds like some of them seem like they might be a little closer to balanced. Some of them get better. Yeah. Uh, it does tell you to use a certain theater selector for it, but no, I mean overall, it's not. Not all of them are that bad, but most of them are. Kind of if yeah, you feel like you might be down right away. Like this one is. I mean, like, this definitely feels a reenacting sort of vibe. Yeah, to this it. is a reenactment more sense. than a more than a like even fight game. game. Yeah, these are not going to be all even fights. Which, sure. those are fun, too. I remember, I, it was a, whatever the Russian book we had, it might have been the Battle of Bulge, that I think, Rick, you and Jesse had played, and going into it, it's like, I see no way in the world how I can succeed, and then you virtually ended up winning. Just, you know, scenario objectives are kind sure, of become yeah. key in these type of things. Yeah, I think, I think, but at the same time, I didn't feel excited going into it. Like Jeff said, like, you don't, you're not super psyched, you're like, hell yeah, I want to go play with a bunch of shitty troops that can't hit any of these veterans that are coming rushing at you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's sort of the reason no one wants to play Operation. Very few people want to play Operation Torch Americans because everything's right. experienced. Not quite as powerful as it could be. I, so, I'm sure that this is balanced in a sense that that works. Well, so, and it's historical, right? Just but keep that in mind when you're if you're if you're the Germans, don't be so down on yourself because right you you you. You have less stuff, or it's all an experience, or you're being forced right. to take this stuff. If if you're doing that, then maybe you're, you maybe need to go play more competitively, and this is probably right. not the book for you. You're, you're playing this to recreate the scenario right. and have fun, interesting right. fight rather than a competitive end fight. Yeah, try and, and try and let's and get a Germans. touch of history, right? And and sometimes these objectives are, you know, can you hold out longer than the Germans actually did historically? Right. You right. know, it's like you're not you're not going to win this fight on a pure attrition level because you're going to get overrun. But the idea yep. is, can you hold them off for five turns? Yeah. So, you know, it's there's a little bit of that. There's also this random element. There's quite a few reserve tables that you roll on because of the nature of when, when do the Germans show up as far as patrols and things like that. So yes. you can get a veteran squad or you can get a squad of shirkers. So, I mean, it's kind of, there's that part in some of these as sure. well. Yeah. All right. Uh, so scenario five, Jeff will like because it is totally different from the rest of them. This is actually an interesting one. Uh, lots of charts, though. Uh, yeah. Your force starts with five-man. Uh, U.S. starts with five-man paratrooper squad. Germans get an eight-man squad. And all of your reserves are rolled from a random chart. 2D6 chart. And basically that whatever that is comes on the table. Yep. Which I think is played in a four-by-four. Uh, how many dice do you get, though? Does it tell you how many dice you get? Like, how do you know when? Re- how many reserves do you get? Do you get? Like, where is it telling you this? 
There's a random reserve charts. Uh, okay. From turn one to turn six, two units automatically come yeah. in from reserve. There you go. See, that's what I was looking for. Whether the German or American is yep. unknown, it needs to be determined. See, so rolling Whoa, randomly for geez. that too. Oh my gosh! So it's actually that sounds really fun. It sounds yeah. like no, a great drive me nuts. <laughs> You'd be like, why are they all fucking Germans? Why are they? What, what the hell? Because random has always done so great for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's some crazy stuff in here. Like it, it, it seems fun. Like. This is again. This is in, is not a competitive game by any stretch. Yeah, but this looks fun as hell. No, even this this one itself. Th- this one are... might even be better for a group game. Oh, totally. See, so you yes. can hold out. So you can do this. And see, so you can get the best weird unit. Hey, because you can bring in First Lieutenant Dick Winters. Dick Winters Good. just randomly shows up. Oh, it's Dick Winters. Yeah. And they got Ronald Spires. Spears. 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 Sorry, Spears. Yeah. Yeah. Spears. That's okay. Spears. Sorry. Yeah. You got a hero right. table. It's when you roll on the chart and you get a yeah yeah you get a twelve. You get to bring a hero on. That's pretty Which, awesome. And at the end of the book, they have all the special characters that were involved in D Day. That's stuff like that that's too, pretty so. that's pretty nice that they actually put them back in here. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that I thought that was a cool scenario. I, I do like that the, they have a lot of these are at night with the flare rules and stuff like that. The yep. night fighting is kind of yep. nice. But they didn't go so far as like this the uber night fighting rules where you're worried about muzzle flash and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that gets right. confusing yeah. so quickly. and That gets to just add up way too yep. much. Uh, scenario 6 has, this looks important. <laughs> There's a rule that says this is this looks important. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is Braycourt Manor, which yeah. anybody that's watched Band of Brothers knows this one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very famous engagement by the U.S. Airborne, <coughs> led by Dick Winters and, and Easy Company, an assault on the four artillery guns here. So uh, uh, this is the scenario I was very excited to see. Let's let's go with that. Okay, but it's also very much uh, you're gonna here are the forces you get to play with. <laughs> right? Yeah, this is straight up like, yeah, you don't really get much of anything in here. Well, that's a, that's a very recurring theme. Yeah. Again, it's it's really exciting because these these are like the points of history that you know we all knew and have heard about and have seen in movies and mm-hmm. and now you can play them. It's I do I do feel like this is almost history like on the tabletop single squad level. It's a little bit different from a right like the U.S. Force. In this yeah. one gets Dick Winters, uh, Buck Compton. <laughs> Uh, with a couple other dudes with him, and then two LMG teams, which I think is really cool that they actually name the character, name the name the actual well, people. They, they know who was there. Mm-hmm. It's not actual characters. Well, yeah, they get the privates. <laughs> yep, they knew they're who actually, was there. They're actually people. Yeah, right. and an ad hoc squad of two riflemen. So they had essentially then know, the red shirt ten guys. dudes. Yeah, yeah, the two. Don't say that to Sergeant. Lipton. <laughs> yeah, Lipton and Ranny. You better not tell them to. Yeah, but. Um, and then you get a couple other dudes. Yeah, your reserves are Spears and his four four, four dude and the captain and one yeah. companion, right? Versus four gun teams, grenadier squads with four men each. Yeah, which is just interesting. Like they're like literally a dozen dudes on each side of these fights. Yeah, so I think it's that's cool. All right. Um, I, I mean, it, it really focuses. I mean, you know, if if your guys hit and wound. That's that's pretty significant. So I mean, sure. Well, I like one these of the, little small skirmishy kind of things. So it's one of the few. It's one of the few times where you can actually have like the actual number of men involved, right? It's not. Yeah. Like they're not abstracting it. This is actually how many people were there, which I think is kind right. of interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, so then they tell you the aftermath. 
Uh, scenario seven is objective XYZ. This is a cool story. The history behind this I, th- I thought was really cool. So. They did an awesome job with the history in this book. Yeah. It's just crazy. They really did. This book, it, I would actually almost recommend picking this book up even if you didn't play Bolt Action just because it's got a really good historical breakdown of the, okay. the battles and objectives. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's basically about this one guy who just got on with the business of trying to secure the objective and effectively did it on his own, Mm -hmm. going house to house to house, clearing it, you know, of Germans. So it's summers. Yep, it's an it's kind of it's just an interesting, cool thing. So yeah, okay. Plus, I mean, it's, there's a lot of variability in regards to, you know, the maps, or not the maps, but, the, you know, the scenario maps and houses and bunkers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and, you know, every gaming group could, finally ha- has a, a French countryside with, you know, hedges. I have this board. The, <laughs> the random farmhouse, right? So it's like, oh, my God, I actually... I, we have terrain for these things. So. <laughs> I have I have the terrain for this board. I, I might need to borrow a house or two from Jeff, but I think I got it. Yeah, I mean, so yep. it's it's that's kind of a fun thing about this book too. So. Yeah, even down to the walls in the fields. Um, I will say that these scenarios are seemingly longer than any other one that I've seen, just because there's like so many special rules. And then there's some new new ones in here. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to recreate what happened, so you get a lot of scenario-specific rules. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. I like it. Yeah, no, that's there's nothing wrong with it. Just I'm just saying is they're they're dedicating a lot of space to a lot of spe- extra rules. Um, scenario eight is counterattack at the. Uh, oh, Jeff, I'm not going to be able to do this. Saint Mir Mir Iglesias. Saint Mir Iglesias. Saint Mir Iglesias. That was close, but not quite. No, you're fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Now this next one. All right. I don't know if there's anything we can talk about that one. It looks cool. Scenario 9. It looks cool. <laughs> Jesus. I, 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 sure, I also, also appeared in this film. Movies, so. Yeah, I mean, no. that's what I'm saying is I'm trying right. to go over some of these. Like, see if there's, I don't know, there's German response, beach landings. Here come the beach landings. So the German response is when they finally got a little bit organized and started kind of coming back getting in the fight right right kind of no yeah. scenarios for it though so they just land you straight into the beach landings well, yeah. right which i mean utah beach i don't know if any of these you want to talk about talk about them otherwise well there's there's a small thing here and i think it's kind of cool because um it's you know why why do we why are we interested in world war ii or bolt action in general and this one right here is why i am is Utah Beach. So um, in my family, I'm named after my grandfather. We have the same name. And he actually served on a minesweeper that swept mines off Utah Beach the morning before D-Day, or in the days leading up to D-Day. And so I was kind of, I was excited to read to see if they kind of said anything or how they addressed the fleet that came over and and all the stuff. And there's a little bit in here about how the, the minesweepers led the way. And so it was kind of cool because I read the debrief of a ship on the day after, the morning after the landing on Utah Beach. They were, um, they were, uh, they set up a blockade on the, the river to keep the e-boats, the German e-boats from coming back out. And they had to continually clear mines because the Luftwaffe was coming in and still dropping mines. Because once they set up the beachheads, they had to keep bringing in troops and supplies and stuff. 
and they had just recovered their gear and were swinging around where they drifted into a mine and um, the the force of the explosion lifted their ship out of the water so it's it's kind of fascinating so and I know I know there are other folks in our group also who had you know uncles or, or grandparents and stuff that that kind of partook in this kind of thing so it's kind of it's always kind of cool to um, to hear about those personal connections so that's that's my connection here, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. it's awesome. Uh, don't leave us suspended. Did he live? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, in the debrief, um, it was like three months after the accident, and you can, you can find all... It, he, was, he served on the USS Tide, was the name of the, um, of the minesweeper. And um, it was like one of 11 ocean-going minesweepers, and so it talks about everywhere that they went and the recovery efforts, and then... Um, when the the commanding officer, the surviving commanding officer, um, made it back for the debrief, there were two sailors that were still in the hospital in England um, from their injuries, and my grandfather was one of those guys because he was he was in the engine room when it happened. So, um, yeah, but he made it back. It was like eight months after the accident, and so then he married my grandma, and the rest is history. So. I, I kind of presume, since we're talking to you, that he did survive. Well, he might have, you know, it, it might have happened beforehand. So, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you'd be significantly older. <laughs> no, not necessarily. All right, that, no, that's really cool. I, I you no, haven't told me that story before. It's super and I, cool I, to have connections to history like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously, but when they when it when it sank. Um, well, as it was sinking, they tried to tow it to the beach to kind of recover it, but it was so damaged that it's it broke in half and then sank. And so it's there; it's still there in like forty foot of water. So, kind of have one of these bucket list ideas to kind of get there to Utah Beach and just kind of kind of see where Go all scuba that diving. happened. So, I don't know that I'd I'd want to dive the site, but so I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, it's not that big of a bucket. Well, I mean, you know, that's, you know, real stuff happened, and it was important. Yes. So. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. It's a hell of a good okay. photograph here on the Wikipedia page for that ship, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's yeah. So, I don't, I mean, you always wonder, you know, would you, you know, do I have the courage to... To, to rush the beach and those kinds of things and yeah I I don't know it's pretty yeah it's a different time really different time mm-hmm. I much prefer rolling dice I yeah. think I, 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 I think too. I think every person involved would <laughs> like to yeah would, would rather be rolling dice yeah like that's high that's impact or otherwise right yep. um okay so, so in the, this invasion thing isn't isn't a new thing for Warlord because they also did it in um, what was that older book that they had? Um, it was one of the one of the first one of the earlier theater books they had, Battleground Europe. Yeah, and yeah, I think it, they even they even referenced that in here for like uh, Gold Beach or Gold. Yeah, Gold Beach, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Gold Beach. Okay. I mean, yeah, they, this so is not the first D Day, but book, each of these, say, right? Right. And when we get when we talk about the special units later, there's Bangalore's galore there in the are. special units. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get them Bangalore's. It's one of the, this is one of the few spots where you see them, right? 
Well, they're really great at clearing obstacles, as it turns out, and sure. this was nothing but a crap ton of obstacles. <laughs> right. A beach full of, beach full of, it's like the original, uh, what the hell is a show called? <laughs> Ninja Warrior, there we go. Except it's really worse. It's a lot worse. It's like the, I don't recall there being barbed wire and Ninja Warrior. <laughs> no, they probably no, they probably get sued. Oh, what was there was what the hell was the uh, Turkey's Castle or whatever? Yeah, the well, yeah, the one Japanese where one where they get the Japanese version shot. Yeah, I'm thinking of the what the hell was there was a it was not it was like uh, one of those running things, but it was like super crazy where they were like you had to run through a tent to tear gas and you had to run under the taser wires. <laughs> You watch way more interesting. TV no, no, it was, no, 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 no. Those, those it wasn't Japanese on, game shows are no, really no, this, different. This isn't on TV. This was like people paid for this shit. People paid to go run in this race that was basically like an Ironman, but it was like literally you ran through like tear gas, and it was weird. I was like, why would anyone pay to do this? I don't understand. But anyway, I, way I, worse version of that. Really okay. weird tangent. Anyway, so they cover all the called. beaches. Yep, they do seemingly. Yep. They, they cover all of them, and they really well. And, again, you know, the reoccurring theme here is um, these are the units that were there. These are going to play. This is how it's going to happen. Go. Uh, there is also the reoccurring. Uh, most of these scenarios get what uh, the special rule, we've got the Navy on the horn. I like this one. This one really cool. is my favorite new unit we'll talk about later. So there's a Naval Forward Observer. But in the oh. specific scenarios... He's allowed to keep calling in barrages throughout the whole entire game. Oh, so if he calls yeah. one in and it comes in the beginning of round two, round three he can call in another one that could possibly come in. So you can call up to up to three different scenarios. Oh man, oh man, that's uh, when we get to that unit, you'll realize why that's really bad. Um, <laughs> I'm Depending what out, side you're on, sure. I, I'm going to point out one thing that I've never seen in any other Osprey or Warlord. This is the first time I've ever seen blood in a picture. Oh, you mean for the uniform thing? Yeah, the the yeah. Uh, the British uniform. I I'd not seen any blood in any shot or any illustration they've ever done before before this one. Which I like I don't really care. It doesn't bother me, but it's just something that I've never seen before. It's it's just like you could tell that the soldier's wounded, so. Right. It's yeah. like he he's got like a head wound and he has just got his helmet on again, but it's still just something that I've noticed. That's something that I've I've actually appreciated in all the other stuff is that it's very, you know, very PG. Maybe, yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think it's being respectful. I don't. I mean, I, I know who painted all their models for their pictures because they're just gorgeous. Gorgeous in this one. I don't know who did for this one, but they I mean, are. The, the, the models look awesome. And there's, right. I'm looking at the one in scenario twelve where they got the the wicked looking flamethrower and they use the little strings that they give you for like your tank markers and they just. Wafted up very nicely. It's very cool looking. Yep. Yeah, that looks great. Now I don't know which one that is because I'm in a different spot. Uh, page uh, 85. There we go. Thank yep. you. That's what I was looking for was a page number. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't catch it right away. But that is really cool. It's pretty sweet looking. Yeah. No, I mean... I could. I would love to do that board. I love all the artwork in general. I'm not going to lie. Like, the, the artwork is great. I especially, like... You're starting to see some, like the, the I'm guessing there's Sarissa uh, landing craft in the background of shots and stuff. And there's like mm-hmm. guys in the, like, they do set up the pictures very well and they do stage them nicely. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. great. Now I gotta go they see paint them really damn good too. There's a what? 
Uh, Higgins, Higgins vote. vote. Oh, you're going to go see yeah, Vinfred. I'm one sure. Down. I'm sure. Well, I know that that uh, DD Sherman is uh, on sale. Oops, there's is no it? Higgins bore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, but there is a Higgins we'll get, we'll get to why that's going to be sold out in about five minutes and when we get there. Because um, it's awesome. Right. And other things. It's for the Special Service Brigade. So, so the land, all those, the, the was it 7 through 12 of the scenarios? They got five scenarios yeah. for all that? Plus they referenced the one in Battleground Europe? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's getting, yeah, there's the approach to the beach, and then there's, you know, leaving the beach, so... Yep. And pushing inland. Fight so. inland, yep. Fighting the Panzer Division. Point to Hawk. Back to, and 17 is back to Pegasus Bridge, which is hold until relieved, so the British had it, and they're great. God. Yes. They, the British are holding it, and they're trying to hold it until relieved. Seems reasonable. Yep, this is awesome. Oh, there's a random random mortar shot rule in here, which is interesting. Random mortar shot? That doesn't yeah. sound very good for me. No, it sounds pretty bad for everyone. Uh, yeah. Death has a habit of coming in, in intermittently from the sky as a friend or foe alike. Uh, oh, so people are just shooting random mortar shots off. Uh, the, random, the random mortar attack is fired by a German tube on the table, but with no spotter, it may not fall to the German player's advantage. From turn two onward, the German player rolls a die at the start of the turn. On a one or two, nothing happens. A three or four medium shell lands under German control. Five, six, it lands under British control. The effect is resolved immediately. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, oh, it's, it's scattered from awesome. there. Yeah, you're, just, you're just stuck in there. Yeah. So, interesting. All right. I mean, I imagine that's kind of what... The front line is essentially like with supporting artillery off the line, right? If you're like close, close fighting and yeah, shooting I mean, mortars at each close, other, so yeah, I don't think you really want to be that close when mortars are firing in general. Mm. Man, there's these pictures, these model setups they have are just awesome. Yeah, everything. I want to play on the boards of all the stuff they set up. Those are really oh, well done. Oh, I I will say, uh, no offense, but uh, page one twenty seven. I don't know what scenario this is. Scenario 19? The last scenario. The last scenario. Okay. Um, I've never been a fan of fake, fake, faking and firing like muzzle flashes and stuff. I don't know if you, what do you guys think of that? I don't know. I like the, I like the artillery. I like the one on the artillery. I was looking at the terrain. (laughs) (laughs) I like the terrain in that picture. I I wasn't looking at the the particular models. It looks really bad. Yeah, it's like they photoshopped a two dimensional image and tried to give it depth, and it just didn't didn't work out quite right. I'm just, in general, when I see those pictures, I'm like, yeah, they never really do well. I've seen some good ones, but this one somebody has posted great. some on our on our Facebook page yeah. that I've actually been impressed by. But I think part of it is that I think some of them use motion too, mm. like they like they're almost doing like an animated GIF type is thing. They're motion three, as well. Motion smartass. As well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's what, all right. I figured it's getting late over here. It's getting Still, late over that's here kind too. of a minor. You know, it, it, it's, it's a just minor one picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like it's not a huge beef, and it doesn't like. Oh, I'm. I'm totally gonna not buy this book, but it does something for me. And maybe it doesn't work great. Right. It, it's my graphic design element of me would be like I could have photoshopped that better. I'm yeah. not saying I'm going to do it for you, Warlord, but I would have probably not done it in general because I don't think you need to do it. 
And then, so. yeah, so 19 as the last snare in the book, and just after that, then we get into the special units. So my yeah. my beef with the book is that, you know, uh, we get to we get to scenario 19 through the end of it, and what, that's 120, 130? Page yeah, 130. Yep, yep. Um, there isn't one single map. Of the whole thing? Of the whole thing. It's of, a little brutal. Of even maps. small things. And so yeah. the thing, I mean, for Christmas, <laughs> my kids got me one of the, got me um, a parchment map done in the style of Lord of the Rings of the Normandy overlord invasion with all these arrows and stuff like that. And I had to pull that out to kind of see, okay, here's Utah Beach, here's Gold Beach, here's Sword Beach, here's here's Pegasus Bridge, here's Khan, you know, all these places. Why didn't because you, there isn't right. one like that in the book. <laughs> so it's like... Oh, come on, guys. Maps. We love why didn't maps. Sh- why didn't your kids get us those? That sounds pretty rad, actually. Um, if you're ever at the Renaissance Festival, there's a booth oh. set up where they do all these kinds of things, and that's where they got it from. So That's pretty cool, Sonny. They'll probably, they'll probably have some. So. No, this year. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to see. Yeah, I'll have to drag my brood with me and go there. <laughs> so uh, that, for not. me, that's that's kind of a mess in the book. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we've said that about previous books, like, quite honestly. I wonder if they're, they cost too much to put in the book. Maybe. That's, like, to that's get them, a good point. To get them authored or, like, are designed or, you know, I wonder if there's some element of that that makes it hard for them to put it in the book. I don't I know. I can't imagine I, the geography is copyright in any way. Written, no, but whoever, the artist that made the version that they uh, would be printing would enough. get still get some royalty, I imagine. Yeah, otherwise it would not be but um yeah so that's a good point actually it's a good call out i would have never thought about it so then they go into the squads let's go through the squads because there aren't that many and some of them are really good uh though they are not i did not see any of them that were available to a reinforced selector correct me if i'm right i think these are all specific to the campaign book yeah so um, so the first one, it leads off with a big bang, like quite literally, uh, pun intended, uh, uh, is the Naval naval Observer. Actually, maybe we'll skip that one because Pat had to step away for one second. Um, and I know he wants to talk about this one. So maybe we'll yeah. move on to the next one, which is, uh, so the British now have Pathfinders, which I don't think they had before, right? I don't think they had. I don't think so. They, did not, they definitely did not have LZ signals available to them before this. So they were they they've got pathfinders. Uh, is exactly what you expect. You know, interestingly enough, the very first infantry section, the very first sentence says that the pathfinder section is an infantry squad for the purposes of the generic reinforced platoon. Oh, jeez! <laughs> the full section rule, but son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so well, that's awesome. No, that's, that's good. cool. That is good. The actually. British needed a pathfinder section sure, yeah. in their main rule, so that's good. The second one does not say that though. Which would be the Royal Engineer section, which I thought was actually another cool one. Um, they have a whole boatload of extra rules with them, and that's probably why they aren't in the main one. Paratroopers, they have stubborn, so Stub- they stubborn with in a guard. stubborn in a flamethrower. Yep, they got Bangalores. Yep, Bangalore torpedoes for plus ten points. Should we go over the rule for that? Yeah, Cause yeah, because I like think everybody has it. So let's get it out of the way now. Yeah, let's yep. just do it. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, Bangalore torpedoes were designed. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Clear mines. Start within two inches yep. of the target, then advance outside of two inches of the target. At that point, the explosives detonate, and the player tests to see if the target's destroyed. To detonate it, all friendly units must be outside two inches of the target. Then refer to the blow-it-up rules for minefields. 
Same as barbed wire okay. seat. That didn't tell me very much. No, it doesn't tell you a whole lot, but it's still... It's, it's covered in the special rules at the back. <coughs> yep. So they also have explosives for demoing buildings and shit using a 4-inch HE, which is Which awesome. is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. an extra buy for a lot of the units that are here, and it's they're effective at clearing obstacles, so... Right, and bunkers, and, which and there bunkers. are a lot of in yeah. these scenarios. Yeah. So that's actually an interesting choice. Um, but let's go back to the naval unit because Pat had to step away for a second, and now we're back to Pat's favorite unit in the book, I'm sure. Pat, tell us about this naval Yeah, guy. tell us about cool. this because I'm going to let you spoil it for everyone. The the forward naval observer? Yeah. That'd be the one. So, so, this, so he's a 150 points regular, 165 at vet. That might seem kind of heavy. Keep in mind that the uh, observer is 100, so it's 50 points more. Uh, he can have, again, up to two men. And uh, so they have this fire for effect, which is a little bit different than just the regular observer, artillery observer. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, when firing for effect is rolled in the artillery barrage, uh, you are doing D6 plus 9 inches instead of, so you get an extra 3 inches here from the aiming point. Yep. Which uh, is one, huge. So, yeah. Which is huge. So it's still it's still the normal, you know. It comes in on a four, five, six. It uh, drifts on the one. It it is not coming in the two, three. So that's still normal for that part. So the fire effect is the four, five, six. Um, so a result from one through four only. Now keep in mind the regular one is one through five. It's D three pins. On a roll of five, it's a near miss. The artillery unit suffers uh, wounds. Uh, place a two inch template over the target. Resolve damage with plus six pen. If the vehicle so suffers bad. near miss, the shockwave either causes superficial damage or it flips the vehicle over. By the way, flipping the vehicle over to t- removes it from the game. In, a, in essence, it takes its order dice out. <laughs> it's a turtle to camp. After, after rolling the near miss, the player conducting the barrage rolls another d6. On a roll of one, the near miss does nothing. On a roll two, three, or four, the near miss causes superficial damage. On the five six, so yes, the superficial, which is minus three in the damage chart for a vehicle. This is for vehicles. On a roll five six, the vehicle is flipped over and is rendered useless. And its count is destroyed. All units suffer d six pins as a result. On a result of six, the unit takes a direct hit from a very large caliber naval <laughs> shell. <laughs> Place a four inch template. On the target unit, the same way AT shell resolves the hits pen value of plus six. If the unit survives, nice. It takes D six plus two pin markers. Infantry and artillery can go down to have the hits taken from both near misses and direct hits. Keep in mind you have to do this before you find out if it's a near miss or not. Yes. Uh, armored right. targets are hit from the top, so that plus six becomes a plus seven from the top. Open the open top, it's a plus eight. Have fun with that. Uh, near misses do not affect uh, units in buildings or bunkers. If the building or bunkers have suffered from direct hit from the barrage, follow the same rules laid down on page 25, 125 of the Bold Action Rulebook. Naval artillery barrages causes 3d6 plus 2 damage instead of the regular 3d6 for hitting those yeah. buildings and bunkers. So, and here's here's the nice caveat. So, British get that free artillery observer. You can instead upgrade that free observer for plus 50 points. Jesus. <laughs> so you get the NATO guy for fifty points, basically. Yeah. If if you're right. yeah British, if you're British, and it's and it doesn't allow it in, an, it it doesn't say this is available in a regular platoon. So it's no, it's not a reinforced. It's it's, right. it's you know there'll be platoon uh, theater selectors that allow this guy. Right. Exactly. So 
And we we talked about that special rule in the the beach scenarios where I've got the navy on the horn. Is this guy that's doing it up to three Good times Lord. a game? Yeah, Good it's Lord. brutal, brutal. It's amazing. It's going to be fun. Uh, I I think that was my favorite thing to read about. I was like, holy cow, these guys are going to destroy. I'm stuff. pretty sure I cheated on my wife when I read that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wow. mean, it's okay. I mean, you're <laughs> that was it's, pretty exciting. Yeah, in no, your head, you know, fire for effect. First of all, that is just fun to say, yeah. and you're just you're calling in the rain is what you're doing. Yeah, you know because well, and, you know that fleet off the coast. You know, in the debrief that I mentioned um, for the USS Tide, they talked about the uh, the USS Nevada firing um, near them, and it shook the ship. Yeah, because of Close. just the pure barrage that the fleets off the shore could could call in. So. These were the battleships. These were the yeah. big shells. Yeah, sure. these are 14 right. to 16 inch guns. These are, Amazing. you know, the shell they're firing is as big as, or weighs as much as a, like a VW bug. That's crazy. <laughs> they're <laughs> basically put putting small small asteroids down on, or meteors down yeah. on you. Sure. With, packed with explosive. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Totally awesome. Uh, except for if you're the German player, then you're not going to be super excited about that. Right. Um, but I'm going back to my British. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so what else we got? Beach assault section. Uh, this is in a lot of theater selectors, and it's mentioned yeah. in a lot of the in a lot of the uh, scenarios. Yeah. Commandos. Uh, parachute breaching section. So they probably what, do they have anything different in there that makes them super special? Bangalore. Bangalore's. Everything basically just gets Bangalore's. Yeah, like the assault, like the beach assault, so they'll have the wire cutter rule, you know, yeah. just kind of yeah. little little things here. Most of these new units are really, like, they're probably not really necessarily completely new units. They're, like, combinations of some stuff. They seem very, very... Uh, it's very Theater-specific, yeah. The only one that anyone would ever really want to take is maybe the engineering squad and the Flamethrowers, maybe. Right. Well, and then the so, naval observer, if you could, but you can't. So, in there's one little thing that I I wasn't sure was was going on in the uh, airborne Royal Engineer section. So, it it says you know the 85 point veterans for the one NCO and four guys, and you can have up to five more. Yep. And then it says uh, one man can have a flamethrower instead of an SMG for plus 20 points. And I wonder if that mm. isn't a typo. Might be. Yeah. Because. I'm hoping it is because that kind of like wait a minute. So you have to upgrade to an SMG and then a flamethrower. That doesn't. Well, that, that's got to be just a typo. And, and normally, and normally it's and that might be caught. An NCO and one other man may be equipped with SMGs for plus three points, so they right. get it for yeah, free. So it, right. It doesn't. That's not common. Yeah, I think they just missed a, missed a sentence, and instead of an and SMG, maybe they'll pick said, that up before that hits print. Yep. <coughs> maybe. Hopefully. So. Um. I don't know if there's anything else uh, in here that. Did, did really you mention that the, the the commando and the Royal Marine commandos are included in Normandy? I did not. Where are they? What included in Normandy? Oh, they're allowed like, to be used in the Normandy selector. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so the, then again, the immersion of the Vickers K, which the commandos have, they basically swipe them off of airplanes and use them as LMGs, mm -hmm. but they sure. fire five shots instead of four. For an extra five points. So twenty five points. Yep. Yep. Pay for that extra shot. Yep. I've, I've okay. done it just once. 
Let's touch the vehicle because this is the next biggest thing in the book, I think. I think that's the next biggest thing. I think that's one of the interesting ones. Is you talking the the Sherman, the DD Sherman? Yeah, the double D Sherman. Yeah, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but these just seem cheaper for no good apparent reason. Yeah. Um, so it's 205 for a regular, mm-hmm. 225 for a veteran. Has a, uh, a turret-mounted medium anti-ink gun with a coaxial MMG, hull-facing MMG. Uh, it's 9-plus armor, has the upgraded shell, is amphibious, but it's just seemingly, what, 25 to 30 points cheaper? That's all I can see, yeah. It just for no good reason other than that, they just 30 points cheaper. It's anti-tank gun is AT2 as well instead of AT1. Right, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, upgrade, it's got, it's got the upgraded, yeah, yeah, it's got the upgraded HE. Mm-hmm. So yep. it just seems cheaper. Well, it's because they're on better. sale. Right, it's because they're selling yes, them, yeah. I guess. Not to be totally pessimistic, well, but... Maybe, maybe they're okay. missing the can upgrade to shell for the plus 20, plus 20 points or whatever it is. I don't know. Was it ever... A th- I, I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah... I mean, they make well, this know, mistake. No, they make so, the mistake several more times. So, I don't well, know no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The Cromwell, which is two hundred five, has a two inch HE medium anti tank gun. So that's not that far off. And it's nine. It's a nine medium tank. Nine I'm just armor. looking. At, I'm just looking at other Shermans. Right, like, let's go look at another Sherman. Well, which Sherman? There's like six or so. Comparable, comparable gun. Comparable the M4. A one. Let's go with that. Yeah, let's just go look at that real quick. M4 75 millimeter. So a media. Oh, I guess it's okay. Maybe I'm just mistaken. Yeah, no. It's 195. 195. Yeah. Okay. So yep. it's right in and line. Ten points to get rid of the easily. Yeah, like I said, that's okay. All right. Okay. So it's right in line. I yeah. I thought they were more. Sherman's are just cheaper than you think. Maybe I thought I thought they were in line more with the with the Panzer four. No, because stat-wise, that's that's identical to a Cromwell. It just doesn't have amphibious in the float screen. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So that seems reasonable then. All right. So it's, to me, it's nothing super special. Well, it's amphibious. It's amphibious, which is cool. I'd essentially get that almost for free. Right, because um, it's very, very scenario-specific. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I take it just to be cool. I mean... Hell yeah. Uh, it's crab. got a float screen, man. Yeah. The crab starts on fire... Has a mind flail, so you can try and easily catches on fire. It doesn't start on fire. It just mind catches, It starts the game on it fire. It's just so. on fire. It starts <laughs> the game on fire. It's a like Hunger gonna, Games yeah. reference there, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, it's it's uh, catching fire. It's catching fire right away. Sure. You gotta take a test to come on the table. Otherwise, oh, it just it's on fire. It was floating in the water and it's on fire, right? Because that one does that one have amphibious? I don't see amphibious on that one. No, on the okay. crab. No, the crab's no, got a big ass was... flail on the front. You oh, can't sure. Thing. Yeah, that'd, that'd be awesome. Yep. If it... <laughs> that'd be <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> it's coming out of the water with a giant flail on it. There's a dozer. Someone release the kraken. Someone release the kraken. Uh, That's what it looks like. The Churchill dozer. Yeah, dozer just clears shit. Yeah, uh, clears obstacles. Yep. And then they had a Churchill. Okay, yep. German units. Fusilier hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, something more. Sorry, sorry. I want to go back to that Churchill really quick. Oh, sure. Because it's the one with the with the petard mortar, right? Normally, yeah. But you can replace it with a ARC for minus one hundred and twenty points. What what is that, Pat? Do you know? 
It's an arc. What the fuck? An arc, a bobbin, a bullshorn plow, a fascine. All right, so we need grinder. battleground Europe. Is this for a that. band? <laughs> oh, they're all yeah, battleground you gotta, Europe. You got. Yeah, you gotta go to battleground, battleground Europe. So again, they they make reference to this a number of times. That's, so if you don't have that's that a, book, they that's a lot they might of points put that off, on sale though. soon. Well, I'm curious. 120 points off. I mean, you basically that's got to be like the gun isn't there or something. Yeah, right. I got it. Yeah, it takes it to one seventy regular. That if it's still a heavy tank, that better be like a machine gun. It probably makes it a command tank or something. It's just communications or something. Yeah, Battleground Europe's kind of tough to read through. I don't know though it's a PDF version here. You know, let's we don't have to go through. Let's just make the note that it's got a, it's got like uh, an old jug band of different options here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bullshore and Plow released a hit back in the mm. 1940s. Yeah, Bobbin. Uh, the only one that's out of place is the Ark. Oh, okay. So these are the uh, the the funnies. Oh yeah, Hobart's funnies. Okay. The AVR Beast funnies. So if that if what, that rings a bell to anybody, is? what is the Ark? That's what we want to know. It just has a bunch that's of animals sure. inside it. <laughs> <laughs> just releases chickens. It's a petting zoo. Well, it's the British Empire. So you get two Brits, you get two uh, <laughs> yeah. Maori, you get two uh, Sikh guys, you get two Gurkhas. Yeah, you, you get, get two Gurkhas. They just Aussies. take out the armored ramp carrier. Oh, it's a, it's a okay. transport. Yeah, it's straight up. Just it's makes a, a makes a road. Makes a bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's nothing exciting. So it, it's yeah. So basically, the turret is gone and it's got a bridge layer. Right. Okay. Not super useful for much of any of the stuff you're going to use it. Cool for, for scenarios. Well, not for though. shooting. Not cool for scenarios. Yeah. Yes. Unless you use it as a giant shield, which would be kind of cool. From the naval officer that shouldn't be shooting at your shit. All right. Uh, so we got and, the, and the bobbins listed in there. The bullhorns listed in there. Yeah. So it's it's all in the battleground Europe. Funny notice: if there were two Gurkhas present, the whole that would have been it. The, the Normandy would, or you know D Day wouldn't have happened. The, the Gurkhas just wanted themselves. They would just want it by themselves. Yeah. The bullhorn plow is useful against mines. Yeah. The fascine was a low tech solution to the problem to, to pose by ditches to tank movement, so it just it covers over ditches and stuff. Makes them open ground. Small box girder, just a smaller bridge. So yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. Straightforward enough. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, right, German units. German units next. So the Fusilier squad, I feel like these guys are cheaper for veterans. Uh, 78 points for veterans doesn't seem right. Is that right? It's usually a 12 13 point 13 points for a man. Veteran, Check your so. math. 13 for a vet. 13 for a vet. Well, why are other units... Oh, they're, they're straight on. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm just looking at other units and trying to figure out why that seems wrong. But, okay. So, like... Eh, seem okay? Nothing special? No. No, no, yeah, no. No, there. Oh, there's something more there. More expensive. Is that what it's it is? five guys for 78 points. That's... Because that, they, they got a bike. Oh, they're okay. Oh, but you gotta buy the bike. What the hell? See, something seemed wrong. Five guys for seventy-eight is fifteen points. See, they—that's not right. They're sixteen, or they're—excuse uh, me. They're too expensive. Okay. Why are they expensive? I don't see any reason why they should be expensive. All right. I don't moving either. right along. Maybe now. it's supposed to be five. NCO and five men. That would make more sense for that point cost because at thirteen points apiece. Yeah. Six guys times thirteen is seventy. Should be sixty-five. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. just caught something. Thirteen points too much. Something seemed wrong. Yep. All right. It's costed wrong. Okay. okay. Nothing cool. else special about them, really. No, they're just like a veteran group. There's no other. 
Nothing special, like I said. Yeah, Other than you can call them fusiliers, and the model pitcher below them is uh, the German here infantry. So yeah, that's cool. makes perfect sense. <laughs> All right, Green Grenadiers. Yay! They're fancy named. They yeah. got to pay thirteen points for the name. Hey guys, hey guys, there's a machine gun team in here. It is a Tobruk. Two man. Two man team. Two man team. Ten minutes. For ten, ten points, ten points cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a thing. That's your defensive working. bunker machine gun nest kind of. To thing. be fair, in a in a circumstance where a lot of these scenarios are requiring you to take machine gun teams, it's nice that you have some cheaper options. Uh, that one in particular is mentioned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, artillery doesn't. And they're always in a bunker. I don't feel like these are. Uh, I can do your artillery quick. It's all French guns. Okay. They just no. stole all the French type. Okay. They're all medium and They had to. The Flampanzer. We get a Flampanzer in the vehicles. BF2s. This is your Char B1 BIS that they took the whole artillery gun out of and put a flamethrower in there. Seems a very German thing to do. Yeah. Um, it's cool because it's, it's nine armor. It's got a flamethrower. It's still a one-man turret. I'm sensing... It's weird because the only gun you should be shooting is the flamethrower, not the main gun. Right. Right. Because you can't shoot both of them. Yeah. Well, you can, actually. Oh, you can. Sure, you can shoot the whole gun in the turret. Oh, sure. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah, in the turret yeah. just means that it, you have I to would just take your order test. Yeah, yeah. To fair. advance, yeah. I, okay. would just, I don't know why you would, because like, I don't know why the commander in the turret would ever be even doing anything with that crap-ass gun up there. You should just sure. let the flamethrower do its job. Right. And what I'm noticing, again, is these are all French. Yep. Hotchkiss, Renaults, Renaults, Samois, Lorraine Schleppers. We got another flamethrower tank. Panzerjäger 35R, that's still French. Where's the other flamethrower? Renault, the, I'm that? guessing it's a Renault FT. Is that? No, no, not a flamethrower. Just no, sounds like one. No, it's just a cheap-ass tank. Right. Oh, my God. Hey, look, 35 cheap. points 35. gets you a seven-armored carry with an MMG. This yeah. Is, that's a cheap. That's cheap. That's cheap. the one uh, Madbot made yeah. his whole platoon out of the one time. Yeah, because like two armored platoons. They made almost of those. Was it? It was many, many. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they're 35 points a piece, and you, they manufactured a lot of them, actually. That's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. 39 to 40, manufactured almost 30, like 3,700 of them. That's that's yeah. a lot of tanks. I mean, I guess when they're made out of cardboard and you can... Yeah. It's Armor 7. I know. So if you want some of these... Thick um, cardboard. Mad Bob will hook you up. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> probably more than you're going to want to buy the whole platoon for. But it looks cool. It'll look sweet. It will look sweet. And when you're and when you're an owner of a company that makes resin vehicles, you probably will do that. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, keep right. in mind it is it is slow, pitifully slow. Yeah. Well, you can have 35 of them. It just doesn't run. Right. You just, which you're going right. to shoot yeah. anyway. Right. Okay. You should always be advancing, even with the one man turret rule. It's, just it's only ever moving six inches. Yeah. So it, or, or park it, and you've got an armor seven machine gun. I mean, right. that's not terrible. With, for 35 uh, with points, it's better than spending 50 with points. German, yeah. yeah. German MMG in particular. That's great. Turreted MMG. Stamp thing is cheaper than an MMG team, and it's yeah. an armor. Yeah, it's Warlord. Armor. Warlord, get on your... What the... What the what Come the, on, Warlord. What the French toast. Yeah. No, it's French. That's why. <laughs> this is a bunch of crepe. The F over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, one man I, turret. One sucks. I, so, I don't know. That's but it only matters if you sit still with it, though. I mean, the, the MMG team can't move and shoot either. <laughs> Good point. Advance with them, so. Good point. You can't, yes, you can't move and shoot. You actually have an opportunity to move and shoot with this one. You just have to do an order test. You, you just yeah. may not make it. But if you have yeah. 10 of them on the table because you're doing a tank platoon. Well, and you have a command vehicle with a radio. <coughs> right. 
Uh, right. Why would you not? Right. That Sorry point. for the cough. Anyway, so these are all French tanks here. Samoas and Lorraine Schleppers and uh, the hell is this? Well, they had them. French Hotchkiss. Yeah, we French had French using them. No, they right. were not. So here's all your French vehicles that you want to... Just left them with the keys in them. Jesus, that P-107. Uh, they had to flip down the visor to find them, so... <laughs> There was uh, there was a Panzer division there. It's just it didn't right. move very quickly to where it needed to go. The which right. which thing looks cool? Uh, not cool. The UNI uh, the the picture here the German UNIC P one hundred seven half track. Oh, the Unic. Yeah, it had its stuff cut off. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Jesus, that's ugly. Yeah. Well, most they're they're not made to be sexy vehicles. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. Most German vehicles don't really get get my uh, my. They don't grind your gears. That's sure. What's the rules for it? Oh, that, um, is that supposed to be up there? Light auto cannon. Yeah, there it is. It's, it's the left of it. It's, it's oh, it's not in the same spot. Oh, not this. That's three hundred four, not the one hundred seven. So yeah, everyone. I don't know. Wait. Is the 107, like, if you take this instead of that, it becomes the 107? Yeah, I'm guessing it's the... You may, you replace the autocannon with a hull-mounted medium mortar becomes this thing instead of that thing. I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's, yeah, don't, yes. don't take this thing. Yep. It's fucking garbage. Yeah, don't take it. Uh, lastly, well, it's an armored transport. You don't want it. It's open-topped. Go away. Got a Lafley yeah, tow. Until that gets fixed, yeah. Um, yeah, the big Lafley trucks. Yep. If you got it. S25s and 35s sitting around. All right. Hey, actually, you know, that's really good for the Germans because it's a 15-point tow any howitzer, so you can tow your fucking 88s around without having to buy the oh. 44-point truck. Mm. That's actually huge. Half-track. Yeah, that's actually that's huge. massive. Yeah, except you can only get that in this. Right, yeah, it doesn't appear for a generic reinforce because right. screw you. Right, because, <laughs> yeah, it can't be that good. Right. All right. Uh, All right, new cool. U.S. units then. Um, new airborne engineers cannot have a flamethrower. wrong with the old ones? Uh, the Bangalore guys. These have, they can't have a flamethrower. They can't have a flamethrower. So what's wrong the with these they've, guys? They got explosives. Uh, okay. Well, which is useful in a lot of these scenarios, I'm assuming. But yep. It is. The Otherwise, they're vets. Cool. Right. Pathfinders, okay. we already had those. Then they seem to be just about the same. Yep. Beach assault guys, get your wire cutters in your Bangalore. Yep. Demo uh, team. Engineer same. Normandy. They have explosives. the explosives rule. Yeah. Yep. Engineer yeah. squad. These guys must. They can get the flamethrower. They're gonna have to have a flamethrower. Yeah. Can give them explosives. That's okay. Cool. Beach demo team. You got uh, explosives. Okay. That's cool. Uh, Ford naval observer. Hey, you get one too. Yeah. U.S. get them too. And they're going to be just as mean. Yeah. These guys are going to be awesome when they do a, an island hopping Pacific campaign book. Yeah, well, you're going to have a lot of those. Everyone's going to. Oh have my gosh, that's going to yeah. be sweet. Yeah. Um, so got some. I don't know if this is a new. They got a, a mortar jeep. Yep, more some Normandy paratroopers. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know how they're different from the other ones. They're not. They're not stubborn. They're not stubborn. <laughs> they're twelve. They're not stubborn. They're twelve man squads. Stubborn. I thought for sure they'd put. You know. So if you bought the new starter box, you got the little insert sheet of paper that gave you stubborn paratrooper squads. Why the hell are they not in here? Uh, so you have to buy the box to get the rule? Because it's Normandy. I don't, I well, don't the Airborne Pathfinder squad is stubborn. 
So yeah, but not the actual paratrooper squad, which is weird. The paratrooper squad Normandy is not. Right. right. They should be, but they don't even have the option for it. So what? what whatever. But they're Who cares? they're not point costed as if they were stubborn. So they're not. That's no, correct. They're not, but they should be. Yeah. Maybe they, they were just uh, they weren't as grizzled uh, or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> weren't as grizzled. Maybe they were used to only being cut off and not surrounded. There you go. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> totally. Uh, vehicles, armor. Uh, Jeep. Oh, excuse me. Jeep reconnaissance Jeep. Yeah. There's your MMG for forty points on a recce soft skin. Isn't that like? Don't they have one that's like a twin linked for like not that much more sixty points? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. That's the British do. Uh, the British do. I think the But this US is Pintle 360. Oh, that one's not Pintle. Hey, now this is right. cool. The next, uh, the, one yeah, like. the next one you like. I knew you'd like this one. Mortar Jeep. Get a light mortar. Oh, it's a light mortar. It's just Jeep. a light okay. mortar. Yeah, but you can shoot it from the Jeep. Right. So you can advance and fire it. Yep. And well, warm you up your coffee at the same time. Well, you can do that with a, a regular infantry guy, too. But he's yeah. not in a Jeep. But he's not moving 12 inches to 24 he inches. He isn't. Fair enough. <laughs> and the firing. There's, there's some vehicle ones like there's the motorcycle mortars. You can't fire from the mor- from the right. motorcycle. That's right. why I was wondering. If they'd like well, he's also one wound, but he's a six plus instead of the you know the four or five plus. Right. Or whatever. So he's like an Uber veteran. Regular vet. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Uber veteran wheels. Sherman. The big deal. Oh, look again. at this, guys. Look at this. Two hundred five same point cost, but the Americans get a gyro stabilized. Yeah, I was going to call it out. Actually, that might be Euro stabilized. Like it's you know got pita bread. Get <laughs> like the sandwich with the with the cucumber sauce. Yeah, they they jam it under the barrel of the gun sauce. to keep it stabilized when you're bouncing along. <laughs> the ziki sauce makes the shot fly better if you're a veteran. Creases it creases the barrel. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm, well, I'm, now I'm remember, the gyro stabilized only applies us to the veteran costing. Right. So, so two twenty five. All right. But you're getting it for free with the Americans. Mm. Uh, so. So basically, the, the American Special Rule, the, a lot of those vehicles that were in the land lease also had that, but because they weren't trained in it is why they don't get the benefit. Right. right. Teach them how to so why the American gets the benefit of the same one that's in the land lease. But they, they, I, that's what I had read in one of these several books at some point. They, about forgot, to, they forgot to take their monocles off? Yeah. Well, right. They, they didn't give them the... They gave them the, the abridged version, the abridged version of the instructions. For a gyro-stabilized amphibious... No, it's pretty good. Actually, you know, the problem here is the amphibious rule still sucks because of the way the amphibious rule is written. I, I don't like how... The amphibious rule is too weak. Six inches in a straight line is lame. That seems lame. Yeah, because most streams you would buy... Because the tank's longer than six inches, for Christ's right. sake. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a little... Not, not entirely true. Well, My the Sherman are. isn't, but the ducks are, yes. Your particular flavor of the ducks are, yes. Well, any duck would be. And the, the buffalo is not that is not six inches. But is it not? It's no, bigger. It's, no, it's smaller. Really? Yeah, it's not, really? it's not nearly as big as you think. It should be a lot bigger. I'm not lying. It should That's be a lot bigger. That's what she said. But yeah, because if you get 40 guys in it, I mean. 30. Oh, excuse me, 30. That's what she said? Well, yeah. well no, no the British okay. version is 24 because they need to have room for their tea. Right, that's right, and, and 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 cookies, crumpets. What are they called? And, and crumpets, yes, Muffins? biscuits. Yeah, they they call them biscuits. Biscuits, biscuits. There we go. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Biscuits. Anyway, dozer Sherman. Um, it's got a dozer blade. That's cool. yeah, pretty much. And might might burst into flames. Watch the out. Home. So there you go. Yeah, the other one doesn't, but that's because it was floating in water the whole time. That's why it never caught on fire. As it was floating in water. Right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. 
That has tendency to put out fires, yeah. Right. They never New left the water. selector. Yeah. I'm, Did anything jump out at anybody in these things? Yeah, selectors? I was like, I'm not going to, like, drain these because I don't see anything mm-hmm. that... No, they seem pretty normal. Uh, one thing I did want to point out is they had the Canadians are mentioned in several scenarios. Yeah, that, that, that they, was they, I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, and so they they have the beach assault for the Canadians, and they do kind of encourage that if you're playing the Canadians, you use the toughest boots rules, which is the extra mm. attacks in in uh, close combat, because the, apparently the Canadians are quite renowned for their tenacity in the D-Day landings and. Fights I'm up gonna, to that. So. I'm going to say no. I mean, yeah, probably flavor-wise, but you're not going to be fighting in close combat very frequently in this, I don't think. Are you? Really? You might be. Maybe. You might be. A lot of bunkers. Oh, yeah, some I of suppose. these. All right, fine. Take it if you really feel the compelling need, but... Yeah. So, German theater selectors, uh, the only, there's a lot of... You get a lot of inexperienced troops. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. Uh, you can get a lot of machine guns. That's not bad. Kind of you can get a double flak. Oh, it's Flak 38, not 88, so lame. Uh, and then there's a lot of fortifications. You can take barbed wire, minefields, and a tank that's just trench sections. I, Yay. I got one I got one here that gives you a Goliath. Actually, this is the best uh-huh. selector, I think, in here, the 91st Luf- Luftland. Luflanda. That's the one I was looking Luflanda. at. It allows you to yeah. take a Goliath. Because your troop choices are here, Grenadier Squads, or Fallschirmjäger. Yeah. So your troops don't suck. Check good. You can get two machine guns if you want it. Uh, a Panzer Shrek team, a Sniper team, and a Goliath team individually. That's cool. That's kind of cool. You can get a Panzer Shrek and a Goliath, which is actually not something you normally can do. It's right. usually an either or scenario. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, your tank selection's a Stug, uh, Panzer three, not so great. Flam Panzer BF two, and eh. Semwa Renault or Hotchkiss. So your best tanks are. You know, there's no Tiger fear. Let's go with that. No. no. Uh. Your, your transport selection's kind of lame, too. So Pretty much. Uh, if you're going to do a lot of infantry and uh, a Goliath, I guess it's kind of cool. There's well, again, you're, you're still thinking as a, from a competitive standpoint, and this is more of a, this is definitely a, this is what happened, and this is what was book, here. Right. Book. So yeah, if, if you're if you're interested in um, a specific division or platoon, um, I think they do a nice little job of describing. Well, this is this is what it was, and yes. so it's kind of nice. Like if you're if you really want to go from a historical standpoint, these selectors help with that. Oh. Sure. Yeah, yep. I, I'm not. Nothing is jumped yeah, out. These, these are. Next one down, Static Division gets a Howling Cow. I saw. I did see that. You get a multi-mantra in here. <laughs> uh, it lets you buy a bunch of extra stuff, too. Like, you can have three minefields. Wait. Special rule, second-rate division. Oh. Nobody can be veteran. Oh, brr, brr, brr. Yeah, it's okay. You don't, yeah, need, to, you don't need veteran. Men and old, old men and boys. You could spend all your money on fortifications. But you, you can could. get six squads. <laughs> Sorry, all your points, I should say. Yeah, the, the buying the fortifications and the barbed wire and minefields, that's it's really it puts to a very interesting uh platoon selection, which I of yeah. course obviously would you know, if you look at which scenarios they're calling out to use these for is what was going on. I mean so mm-hmm. they really did good tying those together and yeah. It, it's you could take two yeah, base. you could take two yeah, bunkers and two big guns. I mean there gives you two big guns. In, this, in that static division. Yeah. 
So I think basically what this comes down to is just like Pat said, you're going to use these selectors for in this campaign book. Yeah, totally. You wouldn't want to take these selectors to it. This wouldn't be like an open tournament right. selector. Totally. That you'd ever want to use. You could take you could take two bunkers with two howling cows in them. <laughs> and a sure. Goliath team? Can I take a Goliath team too? Yeah, you could. Because... And a sniper. Just just picking love, guys off. I love utility. Yep. Uh in some MMGs. You can get the Torbrook team, the the Torbrook ones too, so you can get them cheap. Mm-hmm. And a captain or a major. Oh, interesting. Actually here is interesting. It, your headquarters is a captain or a major. Oh no. Dang it. And he missed the plus part. Plus. He, you still right, have we'll to take look the at first, the yeah. anyway. The Omaha Beach Resistance Nest Reinforced Platoon Special Rule Machine like Gun Expertin. Veteran medium machine guns can be upgraded to Expertin, whatever those are, for plus 15 points. They get a plus one pen value for rolling damage. Ooh. Yeah, except but, against but, armored but, vehicles. Yeah, so it's only good for shooting soft skins and people. Which is what they were right, so that's, really used for. That's what we're doing at Omaha Beach. Yeah, they're kind of shooting guys coming up on the beach, so it kind of works. Uh, they're shooting before they could get off the freaking boat. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, most of these, none of these really have, other than that one second-rate division rule, very few of these have any special rules that go with them. Well, I imagine the, the German rules still apply. Well, yeah, but I mean, like... Well, yeah. But, I, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. All right, just for the record, page 173 of this artwork here. I love that, like, there's these tanks getting shot up. All these German guys are, like, under fire, except for this guy with a Panzer Shrek in the back who looks like he's thinking about where his sandwich got left. <laughs> like, one dude is just way too calm in this picture. Well, the, well the, never, mind the fact, <laughs> never mind the fact that there are still dudes on top of a tank after the one in front of him is getting blasted up. Well, dude, the well, bro it, on top is, like, shooting his SMG at something, right? Shooting it. pointing. <laughs> shooting at the Like, fire. this dude with the Panzer Shrek's like, what's going on? I'm, I'm confused. Well, well you, you, could, you need one of those things where you see the picture from one side, but if you look from the other side, he's, like, face, jaws wide open, he's shitting his pants. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, because he sure looks really casual. He does look pretty, <laughs> pretty like, oh, I just walk with this giant gun. No one's going to see me. Actually, you know well, what? He's like, it's not, there's nothing it's not for me loaded, to shoot right now. There's no loader. He's got oh, no ammo. Shoot, yeah, he's 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 got no ammo. So he should be really well, crafting he, his pants. Maybe he, maybe he should be looking for a sandwich. Nah, he's just here looking cool, man. He's like, just let me know when you need me, guys. I'll go get the guy. Oh wait, right. he's not with me anymore. Crap. Yeah. Um. There's there are a bunch of theater selectors in here. There's some cool stuff. Oh, right, let's go through the yeah, US crickets. ones really quick. Ooh, crickets. There you go. That's actually they're referring to crickets in here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's the, they basically like we use these now for like dog trainers, right? Yeah, they just make they make the the click clack sound, and they're just there to uh, basically communicate with other similar divisions nearby. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, they they play pretty f- heavily in the U.S. scenarios, paratrooper scenarios. So <clears throat> yep. recognizing each other and stuff—that's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. All right, um, they got some beach landers. Hold on, let's look That's at this. An, How many bazookas do you get in this list? Four, four. bazooka teams. Jeez. Well, <laughs> four yeah. in the beach landing reinforced platoon. And they're effective. Two flamethrowers. Oof, man. Oh, man. This is a brutal list. This is the Plus zero four engineering squads. You think you yep. have six flamethrowers in that list, man? Beach assault squads or ranger squads. So you can beach assault to have flamethrowers? 
or just the demo team well, or engineering squad sorry yeah, the engineering <laughs> squad normandy i thought they had flamethrowers right yes they do yes they do mm-hmm. i was looking yeah, at so the, you can put six flamethrowers in this list you have four in the engineering oh, squads yeah, and yeah. another two flamethrower teams i was looking at the the two mandatory squads yeah oh and then they get the special fortification assault training so that explains all the flamethrowers uh, and they have plus one to hit modifier when firing at bunkers and buildings. The bazooka teams do. Yes. Not the flamethrowers. Hey, you get yeah, the plus one, the, the one That's inch. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Finally get that one inch HE everyone wants for the bazooka. Just don't ask the question about whether or not your opponent allows it. Yeah, right. No. Well. That was before <laughs> the break. doesn't count. Okay. Different episode at this point. Yeah, basically, it's a, it's a new day. They got the naval artillery. Yep. Um, all right, so there's a whole bunch of scenarios. Like that. So there's, there's the pushing inland. All the yeah. defensive fortifications. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can buy a bunch the of cost. stuff. Yep. yep. It's rambling on at this point. Uh, there you go. You it's get a good bunch book. of different stuff. I, it, it's this is a great book. You should pick it up. When is when do we do we determine when it comes out? It should be coming out fairly fairly soon. I'm here. pretty sure drops the first week of June. Would make sense if they don't have it ready by June sixth. They've done something horribly, horribly wrong. wrong. Something has gone wrong in the world, and they may have something bad happened. I'm assuming they're trying to aim for June sixth too, right? I would hope. So minefield rules are the same. There's ad hoc units which you can uh, you can basically change their uh, fighting abilities by upgrading, downgrading points on them. Only applies to this book. Don't get excited. Uh, Air supremacy. supremacy. Air supremacy. Allied. 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 Whoa. Forward air observers. Here it comes roll. Uh, roll a 3, 4, 5, or 6 in addition to German reserves for minus 1 in their order test from the, coming in from reserve. So that appears in a lot of the scenarios. Yep. Um, what's There's next big bocages. They they t- they touch in the bocages. Uh, impassable to vehicles and artillery units. A rough ground for infantry. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm reading ahead now because I forgot that there were characters at the end of this book. We should probably read about those real quick. So I just wanted to highlight some of the some of the big campaign special rules. The, sure. the so those are the kind of the three that are in there. That we've seen the minefields before. We've mm-hmm. seen the the dug in the gun pits. We've seen all that stuff before. Bunkers are bunkers. Are the air landing reinforcements? Uh, I believe they copied them they from a previous one. Okay, with the gliders and the paratroopers. Huh? Okay. Yep. Yep. So yeah, they've they've published these rules before. They publish them again, and I think they have a different one, possibly changing direction. Uh, and there's glider rules, which are just marginally different. And then oh, just for fun, there's alternate rules in case you don't like the ones they printed. And then there's a bunch of characters. And Rick seemed kind of gun ho on that, so I'll let him run at it. What the characters? I'm just looking through them. I yeah. Didn't... There are a bunch we of them just in here. List the characters there. Then yeah, you're gonna have to buy the. I don't want to spoil. Right. Yeah. But you got Howard. British, you got John Howard, Lord Lovat. 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 Sir Simon Fraser is his other name. Yeah. I don't know why he's got two names. Uh, Major Phillips Kite. Why would you? I don't know because you're, you're British. I guess it's possible. Yeah. 
This guy. Well, when you get larded, you get a different name, right? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, we've offended so someone, I'm sure. There's five British special characters. Sure. There's a couple, one, two, two Germans, not very mm-hmm. many cool Germans. Von Luck. Von Luck was probably not lucky, I'm guessing. I was assuming. You're, uh, I'm not even going to try and say that one. Uh, Brigadier General Norman, Norman Dutch Coda. Ronald Spears. We got a bunch of them in here. Summers. Uh, this guy's name is cool. I love this guy's name. First Lieutenant Turner Brashears Turnbull the Third. That's a cool name. And Dick Winters. And there you go. We're not going to go through them all. They're kind of pricey, though. That's one thing I am noticing. They're very expensive, but I guess they are basically captains, right? Captains or majors, depending. Well, depends. Right. Depends on which one they are, but they're all seemingly in that point range. Similar-ish to, the, to getting a normal major. I like Summers because he's just a point cost upgrade. Okay. To an NCO. To normal. Oh, he is. He can be your. He can be your NCO. You could not find a station named CO on TV. <laughs> okay, Alexa. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Alexa. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> oh man, might have to start turning her mute her mic off when you yeah. <laughs> record. Or we can just ask her questions. <laughs> Who is <Yeah>. Dick Winters? <laughs> I was waiting for her to respond. Um, I didn't say her name first. I, I know. I know. It's funny that you have that happen. It's name. It's name. Know. Yeah, it's just a plus plus one up or a plus thirty five point upgrade. That's kind of nice. Uh, I don't know. That's. It seems like there's a lot in here for being a shorter book. I don't know. Still two hundred two hundred ish pages. It's still pretty good. Yeah. It's not well, small. Got a I lot suppose, of stuff yeah, to cover. Is. And like like pointed out, it's a pretty short time period to cover a book on. Yep. Which I mean, obviously, is still a very important time period, but it is very. Very it's really well compressed. done, guys. It's yeah. really well done. I do like it covers everything I remembered about the war and filled in a bunch of stuff that I kind of thought I'd heard about. So, yeah, yeah. and and my my great American upbringing, uh, even my less than great American upbringing, it's still pretty good. I I can't complain. In general, I think this is a uh, on par with all the latest books. I don't feel like any of the latest books have been all that all that. Blah, but this one is right in time for what? What is what is the anniversary now? Seventy-five. Seventy-fifth anniversary of D-Day. Wow, that's that is crazy times. Thankfully, we haven't had to see anything like that again. Should we should we touch on the the Facebook campaign thing? Oh yeah, totally. That so yeah, that is that is something we should talk about because it actually, I when I was talking to Kevin on Thursday night, he was like, "Well, I want to see it tie Cruel Seas and Blood Red Skies," it and does. I'm like, I, "I know, but the book doesn't." That is one beef. The book doesn't have any of the other stuff in it. Where I told him, I'm like, however, I'm pretty sure the Facebook campaign does this, right? Well, it's it's Warlord's summer campaign, and there's a Facebook page for it, but there's also going to be a website for it, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, and according to the Facebook page, and so it's it's just a group on Facebook. Um, you can sign up for it. It took less than 24 hours. They approved both the podcast and me personally. It looks like it kicks off on the 29th of May. So it sounds like there's going to be daily missions, leaderboards, um, quite a bit of stuff happening. So, yeah. Uh, yeah what, is it, what is it called on there? It is Warlord Games. Let me scroll up to the top. Um, 
Warlord Games, The Overlord Campaign, uh, D-Day 75th Anniversary. So here's a little blurb. Uh, It presents a three-month-long web-based campaign that draws on three of the major game systems, Bolt Action, Blood, Red Skies, and Cruel Seas. Based on actual Woo-hoo. events in the run-up to Operation Neptune and on to the liberation of Paris. So it sounds like it's going to go even beyond the campaign book itself. So the push inland to Paris. So it'll be driven partly by narrative and us, the gamers. So that sounds I'm awesome. hoping totally that cool. we'll run some scenarios and submit some results and participate along with everyone else that, that listen. And it should be a good time. Yeah, yep. the last time they did something like this was uh, the Operation Sea Lion campaign thing. And that was, that I followed that. I didn't play a lot of the games because I wasn't interested in buying a whole line of models for fictitious stuff. <laughs> but it looked kind of interesting just watching the results. Right now there are 550 people in this group, so hopefully a lot of participation. 556 now. I just signed up. So <laughs> Nice job, Rick. I when did, are you going to play? Uh, uh, Follow along. Yeah, I'll follow along. I'm probably not going to get playing. Sir, also appearing in this Facebook page. Right. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just play along and pretend I'm playing. I'll play the meta game. Um, yep. There you go. Daily so, scenarios, uh, leaderboard updates, um, his, history, like this day in history, along with a lot of photos. Obviously, I'm sure they're going to pimp all the stuff that everyone sends them. And then highlights from all the games, in addition to rules Q and A. So there might be some specialized rules and things like that. Very That's cool. pretty cool. I used to say they've already got some pictures in here. Yeah, people um, seem to be pretty hype about it. Yeah, it seems pretty interesting. Uh, I'm. It's exciting to see them interacting. That's a huge, huge thing. Keep it up. Yep. I don't know if there's anything else we got to say other than I think the book should be out anytime now. You should probably buy it. It's a good one. I like it. Right? Nothing else. Just the historical references behind it is a phenomenal Amazing. read. Amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal. I will probably yep. go back and read it word for word now because I had I I didn't like didn't read it every every letter. And it's I was reading the historical part and kind of forgot that we we're trying to do a review of it and I'm like this is really interesting. I got, Which oh, is wait, funny because I, I was reading the yeah. other stuff and we may have been reading a different book that was causing me to not get as much time with this book. Yeah, so well, that's that's not till later this summer. I know we won't we won't tell you what that one was, but we got some early sneak peeks and stuff. Four oh seventy seven is your only hint. Careful. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have anything else. Anyone else have anything else? Speak now, or forever. Hold nope. your peace. All right, Pat, get us out of here so I can go to bed. This is Snafu. Over and out. Save a chair and sit down and get you Gonna hear some news of the military nature Relax while I give you the latest report Sport There never was the finest sight When all our boys were fixed to fight On D-Day, 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 D-Day We hope they'll soon be coming back For now they're on a solid track Since D-Day, 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 D-Day 
take more than a weekend so let's be patient and calm cut out that public speaking or we'll be the victim of false alarm we got to help we're in it too so buy those bars and do mean you for d-day 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 of us gives a first impression of the four of us, which one of us do you think is going to be, even though none of us are dicks, who's more likely to come off as being a little bit of a dick? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you like me to stop recording first? 